Uh, you got anything uh, for the top? No, I do not. Uh, hello, friends, and uh, welcome to episode 229 of Reconcilable Differences. Hi, John. How are you? That was your top? That was your, your thing you had for the top? Jim? <laughs> Jim can't save you. Don't look at him. Look at me. I'm, I'm looking at you. Don't worry about that, Jim. Jim, please leave in the part before this where I said, you got anything for the top? And then what did you and say? And I said, no, I did not. That was the truth. That was very truthful. I didn't have anything for the top. Well, I had a bit, I had a top, bit but I did What? Did you have anything for the top? Yeah, you want to try? Should we, should we, we'll keep all this in. Are you ready to do another take? I'm not ready to do another take. Are you okay. ready to do another take? <clears throat> Three. Because I don't know. Two. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you never done that before? You don't know how to count down like that? You don't say the two. Well, what about, you know, what's ni- you know what's nice about so in music, when you're just doing straight music, you usually say one, two, three, four, or, you know, whatever. If it's four, four, you do one, two. And, you know, in dancing, you say five, six, seven, eight. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And you know, what's interesting? Lumiel, oh, oh, Lumiel, oh, oh, yeah, right. Well, I, okay, add this to the list of, of things I, I didn't know. I thought differently. You ready? Mm-hmm. I realized this last week. Five, six, seven, eight. It's got an and in it. So did you ever learn how to, did you learn to count when you learn music? Uh, probably. So like you count four, four times, you go one, two, three, four. If you're counting, that's quarter notes. If you're counting eighth notes, you go one and two and three and four and, right? Mm-hmm. And then the ones that's really embarrassing, and the teacher makes everybody do this so everybody can hear it, you go. If you're doing 16th notes, you go one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. Mm-hmm. Now what's nice is if you say five, six, seven, eight, you get an, you get an and, so you get a free eighth note. You think you'd want to use that? Is that intentional? I don't know, but it really works. I watched a really good, really good, never mind. You don't care. I watched a video on scansion, you know, which is the thing when you're like, what, what is the rhyme, the stress pattern in verse? Or really in any language, but especially in verse. And, uh, and there, he was talking about how like it has to match the scansion. Like if you say Hillary Rodham Clinton and you try to sing that to the tune of Alexander Hamilton, it's not very fun. Because the scansion doesn't match. How do you spell that word? I don't even know what word you're saying. Uh, it's like scallion, S-C-A-N-S-I-O-N. So you've probably heard like trokey, I am, um, all those. Should I start the bit? You ready? The analysis of verse to show its meter. Scansion. It's kind of like scantron. Oh, hey, John, how's it going? I didn't see you there. What, are you are you adopting some kind of uh, Roderick style microphone unsheathing? What is that noise? Oh hi John, I didn't see I didn't see you there. I'm sanding a boat. Oh, you're sanding a boat. I'm kind of amazed that Zoom is allowing that through the noise filter, but it certainly <laughs> is. Well, that's your problem, not mine. Sanding a boat, sanding a boat, sanding, sanding a boat. boat. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's really start the show. <clears throat> everybody uh welcome to episode 229 of uh of reconcilable differences it's uh john syracuse's program that he lets me uh come on bad habits from dan benjamin you realize that right you realize no, that's where no they that's not from? what it is at all see you, yes, you have such is. a limited you have such a limited number of Wait, reference i know you have dan like didn't seven... invent passive aggression but he perfected it wow well if that makes you wow. feel better yeah no that's wow. aggression aggression wow if that makes you feel better i guess 
It's it's just the truth. It's the How hard truth. How would you truth. start? Anyway, why don't you start it? You start this one. Right, we've already I'm started twice. My We're fine. No, yeah, We're I'm standing in my boat. So what this is? It's like this thing's they advertise on NPR. It's a Viking longship. Mm-hmm. I printed it in wood. Oh, um, uh, speaking of wood longship, sorry for the first tangent of the episode. This is on me. Why but, are you uh, sorry? Why do you imagine anyone is here? All right, now see, now you're taking me off on a second. Why don't we just publish the outline? Here you go, have an outline. Right, I know, but this isn't in the outline. Anyway, stand in the boat, um, stand in the boat. One of, yeah, one of the things. Some some person s- sent this to me. I think on Mastodon, it might have been a Rectifs listener. I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. Um, a lot of people hand me things. Um, it was a. Uh, I think I was talking about maybe car rebuilding YouTube channels or whatever. And they said, hey, here's something that I was watching recently. You might like it. Um, it is a 180 episode, six year old playlist of YouTube videos. So the first the first episode is from six years ago. And there are 180 episodes in this playlist what? about a person who bought a 1920s wooden boat. <laughs> that is in, in disrepair and is going to re- bring it, revive it, essentially. No, the boat is, that's a hole into which you throw money. <laughs> yeah, it's a wo- uh, 1920s wooden boat how, how, that well, I think you like, bought like, for like, $1. Like, 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 like how, how long of a boat? Uh, I don't know, like 40 feet-ish? Oh, like a, but like a boat, not like a dinghy. Like a yacht, like a, like a yeah. It's, oh it's a, my God. It's a gaff cutter, imagine? which you will learn what that means if you watch this thing anyway so i'm working my way through it and i'm trying not to spoil myself but the youtube algorithm is like determined to like i mean what the youtube it always algorithm wants you spoil, to watch one ahead of where you are uh, well no it wants me to it what did it spoil for me so far is that this person didn't die so i mean uh, that's somewhat of a spoiler because i'm watching this i'm like you're gonna die <laughs> like, from, from the from the work or from age or from the boat falling on him and boat. crushing him because he's right. trying to repair a like 50 foot wooden boat from the 1900s by right. himself Oh my goodness! Well, um, what's your what's your quick take so far? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's a little overlong, and obviously, six years ago, he didn't have a lot of YouTube skills, right? But like, yeah, sure. you're watching like that's a, fun. watching that's the fun to watch that evolution, though. You know? Yeah, like he's getting better about it. Yeah. This is uh, Samson Boat Company, I believe, is the channel. I'll put the playlist in the in the show notes. The closest thing I have to that is something that um, um, uh, that uh, I wasn't prepared for this. That uh, Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington do called On Cinema. And I almost don't want to tell anybody about it, except that I don't think it's the kind of thing you discover on your own. And then once you do discover it, you don't do the thing I did, which is go back all the way to the beginning and watch it. So just go Google um, On Cinema. And it's it's Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric and Greg Turkington, who some of you will know as Neil Hamburger. There's a character he created. It's really funny. It was on Sub Pop Records. Uh, and they do this show called On This On Cinema, and like for for like for almost the whole first season, it really is just them. And you think it's kind of like kind of low key, like silly Adult Swim humor, where these two guys are different and they do this show together and they have different attitudes. Well, spoiler alert: there's there's fourteen, I think there's fourteen, eleven, fourteen seasons of this show, including Oscar specials every year. And let's just say. The show goes places. And for notes, 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 I will find a link to how to appreciate uh, on cinema at the cinema with, uh, with uh, Tim Heidecker and his, and his co-host or his guest host, he says, Greg Turkington. But I, I'm, I'm fascinated by things that are a, like legitimately a journey like that. Do you know what I mean? It's one thing to go like, well, I'm mad about airlines again. 
But like when you have somebody where like it really does, you do kind of have to like see the whole thing to if if you're predisposed, right? Nobody's stopping you from jumping around. Merlin twenty four jumps around, but but you know there's you don't run into that that many of those that's really like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I it's almost like, like a soap opera. Like the way the soap operas were when I was a kid, and I was like, I'd visit my, I was just quick, but I'd visit my grandparents in the summer, and after Prices Right went off, and have like the news or whatever, then you'd get all the CBS afternoon soap operas, like As the World Turns, and I think One Life to Live. But anyway, my grandmother loved these, and I was like, I don't understand anything that's going on in these. I'm ten. And the thing is, some of those storylines have been going on since early TV. Some of those storylines have been going on since like early radio. And like you just you just jump in, right? Because you're never gonna like that's not a show that was ever intended to be caught up on. But isn't that kind of an interesting phenomena that YouTube really affords in some ways? Is that like you can have a series that is not uh an anthology, you know? It really is like serial in some ways. Yeah, and especially it's fun discovering one that like, you know, has been running its course for six years, but you just found it now and you can do what I'm doing and just put on the blinders and go to episode one and just right, right, you know, right. enjoy the progression as much as the algorithm will let you be yeah, because it is constantly suggesting other videos from the channel. I'm like, no, stop. Don't suggest them to me. I don't want to see any thumbnails. Well, that's, that, that was what I was thinking of. Yeah, on cinema at the cinema because I went through and they're short, but yeah, I'm not recommending it to anybody. I'm particularly not recommending it to you because I get the feeling you're not like a Tim and Eric fan. But it's, it's, if you like Tim Heidecker, like being how he is sometimes, which is very, very weird. And Greg Turkington is just a perfect, when I say straight man, I really mean like just affectless man um, who really, really, really loves movies and takes them way more seriously than Tim as, as far as uh, Greg is concerned. But um, can you think of other things like that either in YouTube or elsewhere? Like where, I mean, I'm, you know, obviously there are things like, you know, Charles Dickens, I think several if not most of his books began as serializations right in in magazines mm -hmm. now sherlock holmes those were all kind of freestanding but they were in what the strand is there anything like that are there other things like that you can think of where you like you kind of do need to see it from the beginning or you get a different richer setting aside our tv shows and stuff are there other things like that on youtube you've seen I mean, that's where I think playlists uh, lend themselves to that because somebody assembled that playlist and decided that this was a sequence. So I think a lot of my car rebuilding things are similar. Uh, mm -hmm. You could just jump into the channel and see where they are and whatever project they are and just jump around and get fun jump episodes straight, of jump things. Jump around, jump straight to wiring harness. <laughs> right, but but exactly. But like, if you want to really see the journey of like, hey, the, uh, this guy bought this ill-advised house, boat, car, whatever <laughs> that's in disrepair, uh, and you know, watch to, to see all like the doubt and the sort of self recrimination and just, you know, yeah, all yeah. the pain and suffering. Cause you don't want to just jump to the end. And it's like, well, look, it's perfectly refurbished. And that was, you know, five years of pain and suffering that that's, that's what makes these, these stories good. That's what makes the, the channel good. Really came in on the end of Godfather two the other day. Hasn't he seen the whole thing normally? No, mm -mm. no? it's what, the second time he's seen the end though. What's going on in that house? I, uh, the only wake me for the important meetings. Well, yeah, maybe you're not the best one to uh, introduce media to your uh, children uh, starting at the beginning. You're very hurtful sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm how I am, you treat me like how I am. <laughs> Can't go figure. That's not just. Okay. Uh, enough of this fapping about, as you say. Um, we've got some follow-up, and we've got a big main topic. Our big main topic this week is, in one way or another, we're going to talk about 
uh, oh gosh, I have to look at the name. Uh, Vision Pro, correct? Apple Vision Pro. We're going to talk about Apple Not the non-Apple Vision Pro. Okay. We're going to talk about Apple Vision Pro in one way or another. But before that, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be too crazy here, but we have a lot of follow-up. And if I could say, John, having read this this afternoon, this is some pretty good follow-up and this is really right up my alley follow-up. So let's dig in. Where, where do we start with Rye? My boy, Rye. Hi, Rye. Rye's one of the only people I know on Mastodon. Yeah, I think I need to hoist some. I didn't realize I had put that there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hoist oh, some. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. Do you want to redo it? Well, Rye's going to go first. Oh. Do you want to do it or do you want me? Um, oh, sure. I'll, I'll take... No, no. I, I, no, I just I just like Rye. Rye, Rye responds to me on, on Mastodon. I respond to Rye. I've snuck my way into this lethal triad of Rye and Joe Steele and uh, Dan Sturm, and I, I've kind of kind of nosed my way. I, I have a feeling they have a Slack somewhere, and I don't want to be on a Slack but mm-hmm. I do like jumping into their conversations because they, they, they will respond to me and they're the only people there that will. Resp- you don't respond to me. I, I write you nice things all the time. And you never I'm respond on, to me. I'm on a podcast with you. I'm responding to you right now. Mm. Get it raw and uncut. This is uh, apropos of um, things that took you too long to realize and is further apropos of the, as far as I'm concerned at this point, canonical John example, listener Rye says, I understood quote the beat in the Beatles to refer to the beatniks. I think I learned this in the anthology documentary, so I don't have a readily available link. And by the way, if you can uh, if you can nab those uh, anthology documentaries, they're pretty good. They, there's the uh, there's the um, there's like documentary documentaries, and then there's like a little shorty about each one of the records that like got re released and stuff. It's great. Now, John, what was your when you felt silly about not realizing what Beatles meant? Remind us what that meant to you and why you felt silly. The music pun because music has a beat. One e and a two e and a three e and a. There you go, tying it all together. Now this whole thing with the beatniks, I had not seems heard that. Plausible to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a situation where even if that was the inspiration of the name, the fact that it also works for music surely occurred to people thinking up the name. They said, "Hey, and guess what? It also works for music because music has a beat." So I think my revelation is still valid, uh, but this adds yet one more twist. And I think that beat being beatniks is significant. That's as an example of something that you would need some information that you might not have to get, right? Because yes. I already knew the music had a beat, but I didn't know that the when they were naming the band, they were into the beat. And did you realize at the time that it was misspelled? Yeah, I, yeah, I knew it was misspelled, and okay. I knew music has a beat, and so that was all I a lot of people available. today, you ask them to spell at least at a certain point when people were aware of a band called Wings. You ask somebody to spell Beatle, and I think a lot of people would spell it like a beat in music. Yeah, but people just don't know how to spell. But then, yeah, the Beatles are bigger, bigger than Jesus, so, you know, they take over the spelling. Uh, but this one, I would have to know that they they were into the beatniks. I knew I knew about the beatniks. I knew they existed. I knew the timelines were right. But I think I was missing a little information from this one. So I don't feel bad for not knowing about the beatniks because you know. And I didn't see the anthology documentary. So, but the beat and the music thing, I feel bad for not knowing. I would never contradict my friend Rye because uh, he's the only person who responds to me on Mastodon. But I'm not sweaty. You're sweaty. But um, I favorite your good toots. Come on. You favored like four things I've ever posted, and they were almost all ones. about you in complimentary ways. I favored your good ones. Not always. Sometimes you make a good joke. I think that's funny. I give you a little star. I say, that's funny, bullseye. That's what I say to myself. <laughs> that's funny, bullseye. That's how I say it. I know. I know I do too. Um, and I'm not contradicting this at all. My thing is, like, if I think about the stuff I feel like I know about especially Lennon, because he was kind of the head guy, you know, in in the quarrymen and the silver beetles and the beetles um is that like if i think it like i, I see i had mentioned that i had always heard beetles was 
it's not a pun, but they're riffing on crickets, as in Buddy Holly and the crickets, his, his mm-hmm. band. Well, that's, that's, the, that's why this word at all, not why the front of the word has changed. Spelling. Well, the only thing is, I, I don't remember ever, like, if, so the Beatles got named, I think, 57, 58, 59, something like that. I mean, it was bef- obviously before they went to um, Germany. But like, I don't, I just didn't, I don't think of Lennon as being real into the beats, but I don't know that. I know he was very into Elvis Presley and Fats Domino and Buddy Holly. And um, I mean, Little Richard, of course, as you know, Paul was the one who like just revered Little Richard. And that's why he sings like that. Um, But I I, I like it. And you know, really anything that makes us feel silly because we didn't realize something is valuable. We we watched uh, we watched four uh, K eighty last night, the the nineteen nineteen eighty um, Star Wars movie. Is that a thing? I don't have that one. I should get that one. Mm, it's super grainy, but I, know. I well, prefer that's it, the, that's the, dude. That's Dennis, Maybe can I just I, say two words, Dennis Miran? Yeah. Jesus Christ, John. So what we're talking about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we got to get to the. We got things to talk about. So there's a, there's this there's a thing. There's a million things. They're called fan edits. You've heard us talk about it. Um, my favorite of these. Is of the fan edits of of the Star Wars movies are the ones that are doing the best version they can, best looking, best sounding, best everything version of Star Wars they can. The Star Wars movies, given the highest quality version of any given sequence that's available. So if it's if it looks if it's exactly the same as it was in seventy seven or eighty or eighty three, two three three. That one's not as good. They, um, they, they, they just use that from like a Blu-ray. Whereas there might be some where they got to pull something off like some crazy ass janky transfer from a, you know. Oh my God, John, the, when, when the guy, when the guy goes out to find Han and Luke, like just the way, what do they call them? The rogue, the rogue guys. What do they call those uh, ships? They're those speeders? Is that the ones that are like just little one-person ships they're flying around to go look Two for them? Two-person ships. So speaking, oh, yeah. my God. It looks so good. The scene with the the uh, AT-ATs, oh, my God. Just, it, uh, you can and you see the little, like, tauntauns walking around? And, 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 like, I'm not saying it couldn't, quote, look better, but it looks so good exactly like it is. Is that close to how you feel about it? Basically, what we're talking about here is versions of this where people who care a lot about Star Wars have gone gone and tried to get since 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 the company will not put out a high quality, the highest quality full version of Star Wars that is sold, sold, at least in the last few years, has been a very noisy, dirty, crappy copy tucked into one of the DVDs. What, there's a name for it. What do they call it? The gout. Gout. Yeah. George's original. But I mean, I've got that. Have you seen it? It doesn't look trilogy. great. No. No. It looks. It looks like something your friend would. Your friend who recorded it, it was, off the it HBO. Was, first of all, it's, it was it's DVD resolution, and then it's heavily compressed within that too. But like, I just the effects. I I, I do understand the desire to like want to make your stuff look different and things like that. But I guess I would just say to the whole team, you guys, gals, everybody good job be proud of how the empire strikes back looks it just it looks extraordinary and we should enjoy it on those terms i feel like you need to make that uh 4k available to me because i don't know i just checked i don't have that one yeah yeah check on um yeah i'll I'll get it for you um 
and I think that was all I had to say about that. But why did I bring it up? We were talking about what? Uh, we were talking about, oh, oh, oh. And, uh, and so there's the point when they're getting ready to go out. And like, so the probe droid has been beeping and, and the people are coming. And then they're like, everybody's scrambling to get ready to go fly out and like try to find a way to get them off, off Hoth. And, uh, and Billy goes, uh, without looking up from his phone, goes, you know, you know why they're called <laughs> X-Wing fighters. And I said, actually, my co-host, John Syracuse, asked me to, to, to ask you if you know what an S-foil is. And then I suggested that he Google that. And then he didn't say anything more about it. He didn't Google it. You got to make a second pass on that. The S-foils are the actual wings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Attack formation, they call it. Hey, thanks, Rye, and thanks for being my friend. I, I, I could really use it. We have another bit of, uh, uh, this is further follow-up and things that took me too long to realize. Uh, John, what do we hear from uh, listener Graham Doby? Or we could say Graham because we look, look how Graham. You're saying uh, he's called Graham. Well, uh, I'm trying to do a little bit of an accent. The, the way Graham. Uh, Graham spells the word "realize" lets us know where he's coming from, and his last name is. Oh Doby. God, you're right. Yeah, uh, Graham yes. Doby's a, a free elf. Probably never heard that. It's all right. Um, all right. So this is Graham says a thing. It took me too long to realize. Taxis in the UK have yellow light up taxi sign above the windscreen. The windscreen. Is windscreen. Official. Uh, when the light's on, the taxi's available. When the light's off, it's <laughs> occupied. It took me well into my 20s to realize this, and I still see grown adults trying to hail a taxi with the light off. I have, I have to jump onto this one as well. Not only did I not know about that, but even after I did learn about that, and again, I wasn't in taxi culture, you know, my life, you know, mm. at all. I wasn't hailing anything. But uh, even when I knew that the light meant something, I could never remember which it is. Yeah, which, which is on me and occupied or off Yeah, and it me. never seemed to have any relationship to whether they stopped for you or not. Hmm. Well, I mean, this might just be in the UK. I don't know if it's the same taxi No, I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Well, there's definitely a light that you turn on when you're available. Travis Bickle, I think. And Peter Boyle, I think they turn theirs on. That's not his name in the movie, but. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Graham. Um, oh, this looks like a username. Uh, uh, go ahead. Feedback, feedback from a uh, follow-up from uh, listener Casual Roses. One thing it took me too long to realize is that the ponytail hairstyle is so named because it resembles the tail of a small horse. If I may say Casual Roses, the, I, I'm not going to say this is the perfect example, but this is a perfect example of exactly what I'm talking about. Where you go, oh, right? Where you go like, oh, because it's like a pony. Everybody else goes, oh, you're, you're simple. Would you, would you, they how, go old how, ponytail. When, yep. uh, you know what? That's, 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 nothing stays gold. When, when did you figure out ponytails, John? I think I always knew that one. What about a pigtail? Did you know the difference? It's interesting because pigtails are things that come off the side of your head, right? I think so. Pigtails are usually shorter, but not always. Pigtails is usually two because if you have a, a if you have a pony on the side, that's a side pony. No, yeah, but ponytails are one. Ponies have one tail, and a ponytail makes you have one thing that looks like a pony's tail. But pigs don't have two tails, so why are they called pigtails when there's two of them sticking out of the sides of your head? You know what you should sense? do? You should you should work at a bridge, and uh, people should have to answer your riddle. Mm-hmm. You'd be really good at that. What is it? What is it that has Two tails as a child and one as a middle-aged man. What is your favorite color? Some call me Tim. No, I watched that. So we, we referenced that. You Well, I made a very funny joke, and then you dropped in a re- reply gif, or as I say, gif, mm-hmm. of about the violence inherent in the system. And of course, mm-hmm. I went home 
and watch the movie again that night. You're very suggestible. Yes, I am. It's not as funny as when I was 14. Nothing will ever be as funny as Monty Python and the Holy Grail was to mm. me when I was 13, but 13 or 14. But like, <sighs> Casey, Casey made a Monty Python joke. I was really proud of the little guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I moose bit my, bit my sister once. That's right. We, we, we can't keep fapping. We got to, uh, okay. I know this one, I'm, I'm a little mad there. about this one, but I'm not super mad about That's it. That's fine. This is, this is straight up a uh, correction. Matt came No, it's on. not a correction because I, I fixed it. I said, I corrected you. Go back no, and listen. No. Go ahead. No, I made, the, I made the mistake and you supported me in my mistake. No, I didn't. I said that's the one before is the exact phrase I used. Okay, all right. Anyway, hey, cut that out. Hey, listen to Matt King. What's going on with the flaming lips? A Spoonful Weighs a Ton is from the Soft Bulletin, the album before Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Uh, I, I was trying to remember the name of right. the album Cloud Something Something Metallic and you said Cloud Taste Metallic and I said, yes, that's it. But that's not the album that the song A Spoonful Weighs a Ton is on. A Spoonful Weighs a Ton is on the Soft Bulletin. Uh, which is a different album. And the softball team came right before Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. That's right. And you know that spider bite story is real. I know. I do know that. Isn't that wild? So what, right happened, the what happened? The, they, the they drummer say. got bitten by a spider and almost died. Was that it? Uh, yeah, he got bit on his hand or something. Or at the very least, couldn't drum or something. I don't know. Couldn't drum. Hmm. Drummers, who, who can say? <laughs> oh, brother. They like to hang out with musicians. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this dear boy is back. Uh, John, well, what's our next one? Oh, I think now we're getting, now we're transitioning into the like, what, what do we call this segment? This segment is that people who don't care about sports don't care about making sports movies look good. Yeah. Uh, this is Kieran Healy, friend of the show, writing in to say that Netflix made a rugby documentary about the Six Nations Championship, and it's bad in exactly the same way that you describe the tennis documentary. So that, there's that. And I also heard from uh, actually Casey Liss that the, or I think it was Casey Liss about the F1 documentary and that uh, hardcore F1 fans feel the same way about it. That basically they're glad that people get into the, the sport by watching it, but, but that <laughs> right. it doesn't care about F1. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't, ca- doesn't care about the actual mechanics of the, the sport or anything having to do with the sport. Uh, Kieran went on to say in this thread, I think, that basically, like, you, you, if you watch this, you will learn nothing about rugby from the documentary. <laughs> you may learn, you know, again, personal drama. You're interested in it all of a sudden. But, like, what can you say about the game of rugby? Do you know why this was dramatic? Do you know why this person is considered good or bad? Do you know why this decision was important? Do you have to know something about the sport then? Right. And the documentaries do not want to tell you. So that's the Netflix formula for these things, apparently. Yeah. I, I almost mentioned this last time we recorded and it's it's still not particularly relevant but i just can't get it off my mind um and it's not really so much about sports as it is about action scenes um i'm gonna crib this directly from tony Zhao in every frame of painting although i have heard this for some years and i think it does apply to a lot of things um action movies especially martial arts movies but anything where there's like i mean kill bill i would definitely like count in in that, that this kind of movie, the kind of like Chopsaki movies, like Hong Kong movies, you know, Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, um, all those, all the great, all the great uh, Peking opera performers. Beijing opera? Do we say that now? Do we say Beijing opera now? What do we say? I don't know. Mumbai? Hmm. Um, most, because a lot of times, oh, boy, I'll tell you where you really see this. Uh, it was that, uh, that, 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 that action movie with Amy Pond. Remember that? There was like a, a few couple years ago. Guardians Amy Pond. of the Galaxy? No, no. She was in a freestanding one where she was like a badass, like 
kung fu person. And I, you know, I love me some Amy, Amy, Amelia Pond, but like it's such an exemplar of the problem with action movies, which is, well, first of all, like a lot of these folks, they're, they're not Sam Hung or they're not Jackie Chan. They're not Bruce Lee. They're not people who like deeply understand how to do these moves. And so, well, get, can you guess what I'm going to say? When you're, when you're showing an action scene, especially like a fight scene, what's a problem with a lot of fight scenes? Too many cuts. Too, too close many up, cuts. Can't tell what's going on. Too many edits. Well, you know, the most basic thing in some ways, and this is really difficult to see except by when it's done well, you don't know where people are and what's happening. And to some extent, maybe you don't fully even really understand the stakes because it just turns into some like 11 minute, like they live brawl. But a lot of directors and editors, even people who probably should know better, they end up having to cut it real tight. Yeah, yeah, cutting on action, all that kind of stuff. But you don't really see the like the punches land. You don't see the flips happen. Like the second that something's about to happen, they cut. And maybe it's not always cutting to a, a stunt person. But like it, you, you, you know, why is a movie like John Wick or Kill Bill so satisfying? Well, it's well done in a lot of ways. But one of the reasons I, I think the John Wick person is was the stunt coordinator for Keanu Reeves on a bunch of stuff, right? Like the person who directed John Wick is like a, a stunt coordinator, right? I don't know, but that sounds right to me. And so they know how, so like, but, but there's more to it than it seems like I'm saying. I'm not just saying some editor who doesn't like Bruce Lee got to MTV with the cut. I'm also saying that the whole conception of the scene, think about the, 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 the fight with like Lady Brienne and um, the Hound, right? I, I think that's such a good fight scene for so many reasons, like you understand the stakes, you understand like how hard, you know, you can hear Brienne, like, you know, doing her, uh, doing her Chrissy Everett noises. And like, there, there's a lot of struggle, but you, you understand what's happening. You understand like where things stand and like, but like from, con- from the conception of the scene, the execution, the blocking, the choreography, obviously then into the edits, it's like, if you're not really in, in, I guess, I guess it helps a lot if you have the talent to be able to do this or the, there's a million ways that a movie can go wrong and like three ways it can go right. But do, do you know what I'm talking about? Doesn't that seem kind of related when you see people who are like, or you look at like, like Edgar Wright, Baby Driver is probably my least favorite Edgar Wright movie, but it's still better than 80% of every other movie. And like, you can tell that guy really loves car chases. Like, I, I will sometimes just go watch the car chase scenes or the car, the, the car anything car scenes in Baby Driver because it's so well done because he really cares about that. And like, I, I mean, that's uh, this sounds like such an obvious example, but I, I think it's really related. We're like, if you don't care a lot about tennis, if you weren't interested in tennis before you got the job, or you're coming at it mostly from the point of view of like, well, tennis, tennis, tennis. Uh, William's father yells at them, tennis, tennis, tennis. Like you don't really, you know what I mean? They don't care about the sport part of the sport, which is a million miles before you ever get to what you were talking about or what Kieran's talking about is like, why was calling that play here interesting? Well, they're on the road. They had a guy who was on the, on the, you know, injured list and like all these interesting things. And you're like, oh my God, that was the most Hail Mary, Hail Mary of all time. But like in retrospect, it was the most brilliant play they could have done. If you don't understand all those kinds of things, like you said about, I didn't understand it, but that joke about playing further back or whatever. Not a, not a joke, Marlon. Deadly serious. What was, what was it that, what was he said? 
uh, something happened in the series because the guy's coach something happened that had a that had a a historical echo that apparently the people who made it were not aware of oh yeah and even if they were aware of it they would they would have had to explain so much stuff that they hadn't yet explained but like they they let it pass by because either they weren't aware that it was a historical echo or they didn't care and both of them are damning do you ever see hero you're not Uh, a big fan of martial movie with the arrows yes yeah yeah um i i kind of want to just recommend that movie to people um, even, even if you don't like, I mean, if you don't like stuff like Gordon Liu, if you don't like stuff like the, the Shaolin, like you don't like that stuff, that's fine. Whatever. This, the movie is so beautifully done, but also, um, maybe it was Strunk and White, whoever it was that said, make every word tell. Like every, every movement in the same way that like, you can tell how good a swordsman someone's going to be by how, by their calligraphy. <laughs> which is an actual thing in this particular beautiful movie. You also just see so much about how invested the filmmakers are in the story by so many decisions. The Kurosawa level of extras in this movie, all like, you know, all decked out with their banners and everything. The use of color in that movie. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like when it comes to genre movies, there are some movies where like, if you like or if you love that genre of movie, well, there's a reason everybody kind of likes this particular movie. But even if you don't like that genre of movie, there's some that are worth checking out just because they're so accomplished. Now, if it's not your thing, that's okay. But I would say Kill Bill and Hero are up there for those. For me, in terms of like action, like combat, theoretically, um, you know, f- fight movies. But then, of course, by the time you get to part two, like it's a much deeper story and you're very invested in a different way. I'm so glad you like that movie, John. I would also throw in Crouching Tiger and that uh, to, to round out the three. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, when I, I saw that in the theater when it came out. Is that Ang Lee? Yep. That's so wild. Wow. Uh, I thought the same thing. Like the, uh, the oh shoot, I forget the word. The, the what, what, who, who, who yeah, the yeah, wire work. I what you mean. The wirework thing, yeah, where they're dancing, like jumping across bamboo and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I don't and know. Kind of like, like Kill Bill, kind of like Kill Bill Part Two. Crashing Tiger also has a heart to the movie. It's not just a people, a bunch of people shooting each other. No offense, John Wick. Yeah, and it's got you know a little taste of Lady Snowblood. You ever seen? You ever seen Sympathy for Lady Vengeance? Do you like? No, do you like I've those seen, kinds I've of seen, movies? Uh, bits of Lady Snowblood, but that's the Kill Bill reference there, not right, right, right. Well, have you seen Old Boy? No. Okay. Um. It's another. It's a, it's another one of his revenge movies. But uh, I know about it from the Flop House, of course. What, what Lady Vengeance? No, Old Boy. Old Boy's really good. Oh my God, Old Boy is good. I got the uh, I got the Blu-ray of that. It's so good. Yeah. So anyway, I'll, I'll watch it one day. Okay, good. If it's in the document. Um, mm-hmm. Now, John, this to me is where we really get into the protein of the follow-up for this episode. Last week last fortnight last episode how mm-hmm. did it start we were we were getting into talking about i i had brought up that thing of like localization seems really hard german words are long and then you'd said something about how you think that's hard on top of it you know in english we've got singular and plural we've got zero we've got singular we've got plural right but then in other languages it's not even as simple as there's one more of those it's very different in several languages. I spent 10 minutes just following the links from that Arabic one. But anyway, the setup for this is that 
oh gosh, it sure is true that these uh, what would, what would people English speakers would call plurals get pretty complicated. What is what does Michael Fessler have to tell us? He says one language with a separate paired plural and pair being like when there's two things instead of one or uh, more than two is Hebrew, though it's used for some units of time, months, weeks, and days, for paired body parts, hands, eyes, and legs, and for things in English that might read as a pair of X, like socks, pants, and gloves. I don't think I've ever seen it used for, say, a stack of two books. So there's a there's a paired plural in a, a pretty well-known language. It's a, But it's like, so it's, a, it's something where there's an implied duo. Yep. Because books, books, we'll we'll books aren't naturally an implied duo, where, you know, ableism aside hands ears that kind of thing implied that there's although it's also for for units of time so months and weeks aren't necessarily paired but they're used for that uh we'll, we'll get to that for the with the final part of this of like languages that decide uh different things are treated differently when talking about different numbers of them which is something we're not particularly familiar with in english but anyway there's there's a language of the paired plural i could and, and on the last episode i couldn't remember which language it was that had the different uh, different rules for when there's two versus when there's mm-hmm. uh, more than two. Uh, it might have been Hebrew, but anyway, there's one example. Um, thank you, thank you, listener that. Michael. Here's another one from an anonymous Slovenian. I only know one uh, person who's Slovenian. Is there any chance it's the one that I know? It is not that one. Um, mm. uh, this person says in Slovenian we have, have forms for one, which is what we would call singular, two, three and four, and five and up, which is what we call plural. <laughs> so, for example. Uh, a car is called AVTO, which is auto, I think. So one car is auto. Two cars is auto. Three or four is auti. And five <laughs> or more is out of. It's, it's so interesting to me. I don't know the first thing about, I imagine the language is called Slovenian. I do not know the first thing about it. But isn't it interesting that, at least to my eyes, of toe, I mean, like it's, when it's you do... It th- like owl. It sounds like auto. Think of it as like auto. Okay, but but like that is... It, when you look at these as a an array, there's a there seems to be a pattern similar to Romance languages. Like, for example, oh. when you do first person singular in Spanish, like if I say, I love you, I'd say, te quiero. Right? Like, mm-hmm. but there's the O part. But then the A, that's kind of like, you know, like alumna in Latin, that that's, mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or something like that. But then also, and then three or four is outi. And that sounds, that also sounds kind of like a plural. Isn't that weird? Now, out, out mm-hmm. tall, And then I you have five, five plus, yeah, no, they, but the whole point is they have one, two, three, and four, and five and more. So somebody would say, um, I, I, we're down to our last four outi, and the, and somebody would respond and say, no, actually, we have seven out of. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? I think so. Uh, so Jamel Cole writes, Here we go. Arabic has separate verb forms and matching pronouns for I, we when there's two, we when there's greater than two, him, her, they when there's two, they when there's greater than two, you, you when there's two, and you when there's greater than two. All of those are for past, present indicative, subjunctive, jussive, long, short, energetic, and imperative tenses with different forms for masculine and feminine nouns for all but I, all before you get to forms, intensive, reflexive, passive, et cetera, verbal nouns, particip- particip- participles, sorry, mm-hmm. et cetera, for a possible 1,989 <laughs> verb forms. But it's more complicated than that. So this is maybe uh, not one to study Arabic <laughs> because that's a lot. Well, let's come back to Arabic when we get to Josh. Did you look at that page? 
Did you look at that yeah, Unicode yeah, yeah. page? Oh my God, we've got to talk about that. Yeah. Thank you so much to uh, listener. Now, so it sounds like, but like I guess and he's saying it's it's more complicated than that. But I mean, like, I mean, God, is there a? Do you think there's a system that you pick up and then apply lots of ways, like regular verbs in Spanish? There's probably I, I say like you could you like, like punch oh, it got, in and it would like there's got to be one. But whenever I I, I say something like oh well, there's got to be one because otherwise how would they do it? I just think of kanji where it's like no there is no thing to help you really. <laughs> Like there's thousands of them and most people don't know them all. And how do you know them all? You know them all by knowing them all. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of help you can get from seeing the symbols and knowing how the pieces are together and mnemonics or whatever. But in general, uh, you know, there's not a lot of help for you. And speaking of uh, languages in that area, here's uh, some bits on Japanese counters. Matt Kilmon writes, if you really want to enjoy a nightmare on numbers and language, enjoy Japanese, <laughs> a language that has no concept of a pluralized noun but does have literally hundreds of so-called counters for objects based on categorizations of objects that are not always intuitively obvious. Uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes to a YouTube short demonstrating this. So they don't have any uh, uh, concept of pluralization, uh, but the the short gives you an example of like, oh, how do you say one in Japanese? And the person says ichi or whatever, right? It's like, okay, well, if I have one book, I should just say, you know, the word for book and then ichi. It's like, no, uh, we have a special word for when you have one book. Well, what about when you have uh, you know, one laptop. Well, that's a different word. Uh, what about, and the reason that, you know, it's for book is because it's for counting flat things. And they say, well, laptops are flat, but it uses Wait, a different word. Wait, really? For real? Yeah, yeah. Now watch the video. Like, there, oh my there are Japanese counters for tons of stuff. Like, you, you Basically, you have to know, like, okay, I know the word for one, and I know the word for it, book. It's, How it's do I say like one like the way, like, nobody would know off the dome that a collective singular of crows is a murder. Like, you know, right, the, the, yeah. like, or pride of lions or whatever. And those, but those it's, are but it's, not even, it's not even learning a thing like that. It's learning like just you literally, if you just try to say, I imagine it would sound like you didn't know what you were talking about. If you tried to say one book and didn't use the correct, uh, you know, shortened word version of that, like one beer. And when you pour the beer into a glass, it's one glass, which is a different version. Ugh. It's. Yeah, counters. There are many, many, many counters. Um, and I think it's part of it, like, a, or maybe a result of them not having plurals. So they just end up with these counters that I guess if you, this is the kind of thing where if you grow up in the culture, it will just seem natural to you to say one book different than one glass different than one laptop. And you wouldn't have to think <laughs> about it because it would just be second nature. <laughs> Right. Kind of the same way genders are second nature for languages that have genders on things. But uh, yeah, the first first day of, of German class, seventh grade, I think I, I, like a lot of people, were like, well, Captain Metcalf, why is the table a boy? Mm -hmm. Why is it their tish? And I, if I remember correctly, he's a very angry man. Um, I think what he said was because that's, that's, that's the rule for that. But I mean, yep. Spanish is, I mean, like Mesa is, is La Mesa. It's, it's female. Um, See now, what's uh now? See, I've forgotten all the Spanish that I know, uh, but it's it's you just have to learn each one because there's no there is no logic mm -hmm. to it, which makes it all the more confounding. If I could say, and I'm I'm getting off my soapbox here, but like when we all get so mad and incensed as we have all been at one point or another about pronouns or what people like to be called, you're like like are you sure that's the hill you want to die on? It's like being mad about pronouns because all names are made up. People are real, but names are made up. So Josh Hunt had a good capper for all this. Uh, oh says God. the Univer Unicode Consortium, through the Common Locale Data Repository, or CLDR, publishes data for all plural forms for every supported language. 
And you can go to this page. Oh, I did. And you can see a giant list of languages and examples of different, uh, you know, kinds of cardinality for zero, can, can one, I, Can two. I start with, well, one of us should start with English, and then maybe one of us should do, I, I think one of us should do English, and I think somebody should talk about, was it Arabic? Was that the one? There was one, oh, Azerbaijani has some good ones. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, do you want to start with English? Because well, like, the, the thing is like, I, I mean, I just, people can see what we're looking at and we're looking at a, a big ass, some nerd made this huge, huge HTML table and the main column is the name of the language. And then all the columns after that are the main, the ones that we're concerning ourselves with are there's a language called Bosnian. There are then types of numbers, including at least cardinal, ordinal, and range. We'll get to that in a minute. And then you have category. And that's where you get into how many different ways do you have of, of describing numbers? Do you, want, do you want to start with English or you want me to? Yeah, well, you can do it because I don't think I understand this table that well now that I'm looking closer at it. Even on the English one, which a language that I feel like I know pretty well. See, no, this is, this is partly why I'm bringing it up is like, I think this, this seems very well done, but I have innumerable questions. And if y'all go to this in show notes, uh, relay.fm slash rd you'll find it um in a language called english there are cardinal numbers ordinal numbers and then ranges and i i think what that means well cardinal we know what cardinal is you know cardinal is like it's it's a whole number that that like means a thing uh one book two book three book bluefish <laughs> whatever right you've you've got that's pretty straightforward in english which is part of i think why it's so Wild and wacky. I'm going to skip over. So under cardinal, you've got one category of one. Have you ever really thought about what even one, what one is? You're obsessed with this now. I don't know why. Well, I think think I'm, well, am I obsessed with it or am I asking you to just give it a moment's thought to really think about what one is? I think I'm giving the number one a lot of thought. Hey, John, define one. It's it's all full up. What is? They already said it's the loneliest number. You got everything, you know, we're one, but we're not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, cardinal. Um, you got one, O-N-E. And the example there is the numeral one, right? Yeah, and the other one they have is everything else, which is categorized as other. Well, this is what's confusing to me, though, John. Because zero is plural. This is what you know if you spend any time programming, the zero is plural. I mean, we all know that, but like when you have to write the code for it, you're like, oh, how do I figure out whether I need to add the S? You just And so if you divide something by zero, the answer is also plural? No, like when you have to write, uh, you know, deleted blank files, right? And you want to know, uh, you want to know whether you should put the S on the word file or not. Uh, the conditional you want to do is equal. Oh, I see. Uh, you want to do num deleted equals equals one. Else. Uh, question mark, empty string, colon, yeah. S. I, no, that, that totally makes sense. Um, because I, the I, only things we have in English are is there's one or literally any other amount. Okay, and the so one we, is we no have way S too much to talk about here, but here's, here's one thing. I, so let me just get through this quickly. So you got cardinal numbers, one. Now you got ordinal numbers. Well, what the hell's an ordinal number? Don't worry. Just imagine it's a contest. There's first place, second place, third place, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got a range of numbers, which I guess is just a way of saying, you know, like the dot dot operator in Google, like well, find the number N A here. So is that saying English doesn't have range? Well, I'm guessing it. I guess I'm just guessing it differs in terms of like if you're doing a range, and this gets us back to other in a second, which is perplexing to me. But you've got. I'm guessing that's something like well, if it's 15 to 18, it gets formatted this way, because that's kind of where you're going with some of these. So like, here's the thing. So cardinal one, one is one. Right then, for other, other examples of of a cardinal number zero, 
Now the tilde, two tilde 16. So I take that to mean two from two, not one, from two to approximately 16. That's, yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know what these things are saying in this chart. Well, I'm, I'm wondering is it is it is it implying that there are some numbers that are like big it, numbers? No, it we says use? at the top. It says the the symbol tilde, as in blah blah blah, has special meaning. It is a range of numbers that includes the endpoints and everything between. Well, that's uh, what I just. A, that's pretty much okay. Well, so then wh wh why not seventeen? Yeah, I don't know because they just say they're examples. All right. So all right. I don't know why they chose that. All as right, an we, we can we can get out of this, but and then so yeah, but then what's interesting? So we've got name name is in English type cardinal ordinal range. We have no range, no bananas. We have one or other for cardinal. Then ordinal, you know, like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. What's interesting is for ordinal, you've got one, twenty-one, thirty-one, forty-one, etc. Examples two, twenty-two, thirty-two, forty-two, etc. And then few. How did we decide few means 323, 33, 43? Yeah, I don't know about that. See, because here's something I wrote in the notes that I'm, I'm not going to say publicly, though. Like, I've sp I spent a long time in my life, probably because I'm from Ohio. How can I put this? I'll just tell you, I'll tell you the, the spoil the ending. I was never in any way raised. And you know what I mean by this. But the people around me never, you could, ne you would never assume that a couple meant two a couple basically meant a few when i was a kid now what about you <laughs> as far as you were concerned it did i think this is just trying to say the no, end you know comes what i mean if you're i mean how, did i just I, did i learn that because i got hit on the head i learned it wrong no that's because that's how the people well how about this uh contrast a minute with a moment no, no, I'm looking at this table again. It makes sense to me now. Do you see what it's trying to say here? Why does it, why is a few, three, 23, do you see why? Because what they're telling you is they're trying to say in English, mm -hmm. if you have a number, uh, and they give a bunch of examples, but if you have a number they're that They're being unambiguous about, th this goes for all of them. Uh, no, no, but like 21, 31, 41, uh, the 51, 61. If you had to write them in mm -hmm. the, what they're calling the ordinal form here, you would put ST at the end. So 81ST, 101ST. Right, eighty first, seventy first, hundred first, and then two mm -hmm. is all the numbers that end in two because you put ND after them. Eighty two, one hundred and two, one hundred and second, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Right, because so any first, so it's so it's ST, ND, RD, and then TH for all the rest. That's got what it, got it, got it, and then other. Well, we can stop if you want, but I, I just, there were some of these, there was one, the, the, we could look at Slovenian. Did any grab you? Because it says it right, a little, little, little source code in the right, in the rules. It's uh, N modulo 10 equals three. Oh, of and course, N, N modulo, modulo 10. Right, right, right. And N modulo 100 does not equal 13. Yeah, to a first approximation. No, I can use terms too. That you would write. What? The, the code that you would write. Right I know, I know. Irish? <laughs> One, two, so three, anyway, many this is, other. You know, this is this is presented in a weird form, but it's and oh, by the way, these are all positive numbers. There's no negative here. So if you do the comparison Good. to one, and there's you get too a much negative negativity one, in this world already. Wrong, right? But these are all positive, as far as I can. Hmm. So a couple always meant two in your family. Yeah, no, that's what couple means. Contrast minute and moment. Uh, minute is more exact. I think I think because I always thought a minute and a moment were the same thing, but if I had to do it now, and I do. I would say a minute equals 60 seconds or one sixtieth of an hour. And I would say a moment is an unspecified amount of time that's short. What do you call a moment? Like if I said to you just a moment, like, or I'll be there in a moment. 
Well, but there's a lot of expressions that are meant, not meant to be taken literally. Like just a minute doesn't literally mean count 60 seconds. Or you mean like kiss my ass or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Are you done with this? Kiss my grits. I don't even have grits. Is that what Flo would say? Is that, no, maybe that's what, that's what Vera would say. Yep. She was in, she was in company. She was in the Stephen Sondheim musical company. She's in, she's in the making of the cast recording documentary. You ever seen that? I haven't. And also I tried to look up Amy Pond's movies and I don't see anything about what you're talking about. So I, I think it was on Netflix her, and it was not good. With somebody. Oh, it's recent. Yes. Yeah. It was mm. like, it was, it was an Amy Pond movie and it was kind of like, you know, our friend Anthony did that wonderful uh, atomic blonde. It, it's kind of like discount atomic blonde. In a Valley of Violence. No, it's 2016. Probably not. Uh, um, and what's her, what's her name? I know this. Wait, don't tell me. I know this. Amelia Pond is played by, I, wait, I know this. Wait, Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Netflix Call of the Wild? No, that's not it. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake? <laughs> yep. There you go. Yep, 2021. Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah, I, I thought it was not good. Wait, is she also in the bubble? <gasps> I heard the bubble's extremely bad. Did you ever watch that? I heard it's, I heard it's, you look at the cast and you're like, oh my God, cancel everything tonight. We're watching the bubble. And then I, I heard it's extremely bad. Don't think I even know what that is. Gunpowder milkshake. See, I it, I wanted to love it because it's right in my wheelhouse. It's got that sort of if you like John Wick, Atomic Bond. Have you ever never saw uh uh what's what's called Coldest City? Is that the name of the graphic novel? And, and our, our our friend uh, through the incomparable Anthony Johnston. Uh, yeah, Atomic Bond. I saw the movie. Yeah, he he, and so like yeah, so and he uh you know he wrote that the the comic uh the graphic novel on which that's based, and it's really good. It's got a New Order song in it. It's got mm-hmm. that lady you like from Fury Road. She's in it. Mm-hmm. Gunpowder Milkshake. You love names like that. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I heard the bad reviews. Yeah. Um, we had some other ones that I had not had the presence of mind to capture, but there's a few more I put stars on on Mastodon. I, I think we will continue to clean these and gather these and basket these for for future uh, things because I'm I'm far from being uh, sick of hearing things about things. I like will I like we? the secret weird things. No, you think there's, when do you feel like- I mean, you might. Uh, I do that. I oh, so you've lost interest at this point. Uh, I feel like we, I feel like we covered the territory. What about the it map? Can't just be a for, it can't be a forever thing. I mean, I love hmm. reading them. I love seeing them, please, you know, but you asked for them specifically what, to be sent. That's why we have doing? so much fun. What, what, what would you, what, what would you use that time for? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Intellectual enrichment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Here on the show. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, John says he doesn't Let's care. Go to your desks. R D R R. You didn't even take calculus. What? I just I watched The Simpsons. Doesn't that count? Yeah. Was that a calculus joke? I forget. I got to pull. No, it was a Simpsons it. joke. It was when uh, I Discovery... know, but like, was it calculus based? Oh no, R D. I think it was radius of a circle, right? Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's R squared. You're R squared. So, um, I got the, I lost the document here. Anyway, guys, I what I'm saying is people, team, sorry, I'm trying to stop doing that. It's very difficult for me. CLDR, which sounds like something you use to clean your shower head. CLDR charts, uh, language, plural rules. Uh, you're asking yourself, Merlin, is this the kind of thing that you would sit around and spend half an hour reading in the afternoon? And the answer is obviously yes, I would. I would do that. I do that. Mm-hmm. Reading and partially understanding. Well, do you feel like you understand everything you read? No, that's why you, why you put that, that on me like that. Including that document that we just looked at, and it was clear that it was just confusing to both of us. I don't know. I I think 
I think I'm smart. Not, not like know, people say. Yeah, not like people guess. say. Mm-hmm. I got stepped over. Mm-hmm. Roderick and I talked about uh, how we wish we had an Al Neary. Would you love to have an Al Neary? I'm not done with that. You're spoiling episodes. I'm not done with that episode yet. I just got to the point where he's talking about his old Max. Oh, John. Oh, my God. I forgot you listened to that show. Oh, John. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. (laughs) John Roderick. Who's letting him buy a standing desk? I feel like even his family is. They're they're like enabling him. I I, I think you, you, you operate in a different sphere of influence, by which I merely mean not that you're influential, but I mean, you seem to you act like people have a lot more control of other people. You can't even tell me how you want to start your show with your name on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I feel like you are just saying people, people you're need very glib. people, you're very glib the people about closest people in to power. them should, are in the position to help the most. I can't help. I'm way over here. You're saying whoever was pushing the car to the rolly thing should have said, no, John, you're not getting a sit stand desk from Costco. <laughs> I feel like his uh his uh a daughter's baby daughter's mother partner mama's daughter mother daughter. partner I can't do it I don't know that person that yes. person should say John <laughs> why do you think you need a standing desk it's too bad Marcia wasn't there his mom would just be like no John <laughs> yeah or if she's not there should be that but voice she would say, in his she head. Would say it like what's the thing people say. Uh, oh gosh, what countries where people say, "Oh, we have rice at home." Like we're not going to get ice cream. We've got rice at home. I can mm-hmm. I can see Marcia saying, "John, John, you already have tables. You have desk at home, yeah. You have desk at home. We have desk at home. You have globe. You have you have candlesticks. Mm-hmm. You have little piano. Mm-hmm. You like that SoundCloud rapper, little piano? That's different mm-hmm. from Jelly Roll, and Jelly Roll's not Lil. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should ask you. you should ask Billy if he knows what a Jelly Roll is. Oh, an actual Jelly Roll? Well, I told yeah. him a bit. I told has him he, has he ever encountered a Jelly Roll in his life? Well, maybe I don't know. I think of a jelly donut. That's not quite what a jelly roll is. You're talking about the rapper that's not DJ Khaled? Hey, you don't know what a jelly roll is. I, I know. I know. He's, they play him on Sarah and Vinny, and he's, he's got some kind of situation where his girlfriend <laughs> used to be his drug dealer or something. Yeah. You, you know, come on. Isn't this a Midwestern thing? Don't you know what a jelly roll is? Yeah. It's like, I'm, like, just, it's, I'm just faking it to frustrate you. Yeah. It's not. But like... Well, I don't know. I figured if, you, if anyone know what a jelly roll is, it would be anyway. It's I'm like, thinking like a, of the large. I'm thinking of a of like usually a squared off sides donut that has jelly in it. No, no. It's oh, was a jelly what, roll more like a like the thing on Bake Off where you got to like roll a log? Up the thing? It's like a log with a yeah, spiral. Yeah, what's that called? Je- what's that called on Bake Off when they do it's that? The jelly roll has jelly no, in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they call it on, in the a UK. Sw- is it a Everything. Swiss roll? Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, maybe that's what they they're call it. really difficult, John. Every part yeah, of that you got to make a cake that you can roll so it doesn't break, right? You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pliable. You got to get the temperature right. You got to It's a it's a bad bake. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you put jelly in that sucker. You got yourself a jelly roll. You got yourself a jelly roll. Hmm. Not DJ Khaled. Yeah. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com. Slash diffs. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website. You can engage with your audience and sell anything, whether that's your products, your services, uh, even the stuff that you make. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. Hey, a big new thing, you know, they got the, the Fluid Engine. Fluid Engine. That's Squarespace's next generation website design system. And, and it'll help you unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. Of course, you get your best-in-class website template, and you can customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop 
or mobile. It just keeps getting better, team. Uh, of course, you can sell your products in an online store. So whether you sell physical or digital goods, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And then, of course, you know, if you're going to sell stuff, you need a way to uh, get me money or, or whatever it is that you accept. And guess what? Squarespace also is going to give you flexible payment options. You can make a checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools, stuff like PayPal, Apple Pay. Uh, you can even have pay later services like Afterpay and ClearPay. So much stuff. All the great features. And, and I, I'm personally a big fan of Squarespace. Actually, personally. I mean, you know, you, you could pay me for, for my time, but you can't pay me for my love. Not, not, not now, anyway. I mean, you know, maybe eventually. I, I need to diversify my revenue stream, so I, I may eventually put love on offer title. Uh, but I'm a huge fan. Uh, for example, like uh, just yesterday, as I recorded this, uh, I put up an episode of Roderick on the line on, on my uh, very own Squarespace site. Uh, I use it for my personal sites. And I think really importantly, a point I always want to make, because uh, I love making points, is is that this is really a terrific place to set somebody up, somebody who needs a website and maybe who doesn't uh, know how to do a lot of the uh, fussy tech stuff or doesn't want to learn it, or for that matter, just doesn't like doing it. And And you can put me in really part of all of those camps, if I'm being honest. But you know, like they say, you know, Squarespace has got you covered. So, so this is the call to action, okay? What I want you to do is on, on your home computer, uh, on your, your internet uh, connection set, I want you to go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S, squarespace.com slash diffs. And, and, and the thing is, uh, you know, uh, you go there and you get a free trial. No credit card required. And then when you're ready to launch, you just go to that very, very uh, self-same squarespace.com slash diffs and use the offer code diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. Because that, my friend, is going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Squarespace.com slash diffs, offer code diffs. When you decide to sign up for 10% off your purchase, and, you know, it'll, it'll show your support for, for John Syracuse. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Okay, I'm drawing a horizontal line. And, um... I think we're in great shape. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to get to our uh, our topic? Yeah. Uh, to start, oh, oh, I w was there anything else? Was there anything else that we had follow up on? I feel like there was no, something we else. Did it. Well, I mean, it. We that's did everything it. we typed. But I mean, is there is there anything on your mind grapes? It's not in the document. It's not on the show. That's a good it's point. A tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Stuart. Hey, Dan. Hello, Stuart. It's me. So that's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, in June, Apple announced something that people had been anticipating, which is an, a, an entirely new device from Apple that they're calling Apple Vision Pro. And, uh, boy, there's been a lot of talk about it, a lot of interest, a lot of everything. And it finally came out, what, like three weeks ago, approximately? Mm -hmm. People were, and all, all of my friends with podcasts have been talking about it. And, um. That means you have to talk about it. Because you're a friend with a podcast. That's true. I mean, I mean, Rye is my only friend. Rye, I swear to God, if you leave me, you'll take away the biggest part of me. Oh, mm -hmm. we, we got to talk about the Billy Joel video, don't we? Next time? <laughs> don't, try to, don't try to push off Vision Pro again. We'll well, you, get, did you well, know what you were in for when you turned that on? Had you heard? I, I did not. I'll put it in the notes for next John, week. John, I super did not know what I was in <sighs> for. And first, there's a Billy Joel that comes out that looks like Billy Joel today. And God bless him, he looks like a mole man. He's playing the piano. <laughs> It's nine o'clock on. on a Saturday, and Billy Joel is playing no, a song. Uh, no, not not a moment. Here you go. Um, uh, speaking of Karen Gillian, uh, Santaran. He looks like a Santaran. 
doesn't you, he? You know the thing about Billy Joel is he's always wanting to blow up the moon. Mm-hmm. No, but like he's got <laughs> he doesn't really have a neck. He's he's got he's kind of like a like a. Oh a, my a, god! A, I'm gonna see. I don't know if it'll let me. Dali might not let me. I'm gonna Billy be Joel's making some, yeah. some so like what was his name? Drax or Strax? Strax? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Remember with the with the uh, he's got the gloves and he's got the the, the mind erasing worm. Doctor Who, remember that one? The Snowmen, remember that episode? Vaguely. Do you remember what Santana Tarns used to look like in the 70s? No, because I started watching Doctor Who in 2005. John, I would commend you to go to your internet search engine and look for Santarans. There's one called, I think, is it Santaran Stratagem? That might be a new one. Yeah, I think I think I see a, a picture of it here. Yeah, the makeup is um, pretty different. It's not yeah. that cool guy who looks like Dan Morin. You ever seen that guy interviewed? He's awesome. The guy that always plays every Santaran. He's really funny. He's re- the outtakes of him. What's his name? Strax or Drax? Christopher Ryan. What you- Drax is from Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, then who's person. Strax? Is that his name? Who's the Santaran with the potato Ooh, head? Which Santaran? Remember the doctor says to him, uh, you know, you're a potato. Remember? Yeah. But you know, he's actually a nurse. Did you know that? That's the thing about mm-hmm. him is he's, he seems really rough and gruff and he is. And like, because Santarans want to kill everybody, but he's a nurse and a natural caregiver. And I think he can't produce milk. Santaran milk. Uh-huh. But then what I wasn't prepared for was then they did like uh they did <laughs> it was a Texas switch where they just kind of like they're they're panning and fading and we go to the keyboard and then we come back and it's Billy Joel from 1976 or 7 playing the piano. Would you peg that to probably the stranger era Billy Joel? Uh-huh. And it's all been done. Now here's the thing. If you saw this in 1980 God bless you. If you saw this video in 1980, you go, oh my God, how did they make a young Billy Joel? It looks incredible. Except he does look a little like Vincent Chiavelli. <laughs> you know the guy that's in all, I sent you a photo. He's the guy that's in all the uh, Milos Foreman movies. Mm-hmm. He's, his brow is very Geico. And he's there. He's playing the song. A, it's a beautiful a really song. really good job. I should get a blog, John. I wrote so much to you just in that. It wasn't even an exchange. It was just me dumping information, how I feel about Billy Joel and his relationship with Beethoven. How, you know, I covered a lot of territory. I like that song so much. You start out with uh, Santar and Billy Joel, and then we wipe or, or, we, or we text a switch or whatever, however they do it. So I, think, I think it was all done practically. And then, <laughs> uh, and then you cut to, I'm going to say, now there are going to be people who say this is glass houses, Billy Joel. I think it's closer to, to nylon curtain billy joel what's your feeling on the second billy joel yeah it's not glass houses but, well he's got the leather jacket which is kind of glass houses right but the hair is tighter he i think it's from the it's from the cocaine period the big yeah. shot is on 52nd street right i think so yeah you've seen the video for for, for uh for big shot mm, probably if it was on mtv you've heard that phrase that we use from time to time on roderick on the line um that, that video is made of cocaine. Mm-hmm. The drummer, Liberty DeVito, the drummer in particular, he's doing a lot of standing and pointing with the drumsticks. What about the pressure video with the uh, styrofoam chip? Uh, well, here's styrofoam the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And that's why I say, the, technically, the, it depends on how you count. You always start with zero. So please be ready to type the following. The zeroth, Billy Joel. Thank you. I heard you're clicking. The zeroth Billy Joel, the Santaran Billy Joel, is, is, <laughs> is the potato man. He's one of the moloids. Mm-hmm. Ben Grimm saved him from an underground cavern, and then he learned how to write songs. And the microphone smells like a beer, right? So mm-hmm. then we cut, and we cut to, do we agree that's probably Stranger or 52nd Street 
or maybe earlier. It might be what's called Ice Cold Harbor or whatever. It's pretty early, Billy Joel. <laughs> Ice Cold Harbor. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Cold Town Harbor. <laughs> yeah, so close. So close. Um, and then the second one I really do feels like he's not, he, uh, he's not all coked out. It's, it's not nylon curtain as in, cause you remember the video for pressure with the styrofoam. Cause it seemed very cocaine-y. Mm-hmm. And then what's the next one? Is the next, is the next one, um, Isn't man. tell her about it and whatnot. Right. And what this yeah. night, uptown, night. uptown girl, you know? Yeah. And does that keep song it, read the, the song where he co-credits, he credits Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Because he's taking, directly lifting from that wonderful song, he takes the course directly out of Pathétique. He was really on the cutting edge of all those frivolous music lawsuits that we are dealing with now. Ask Adam Neely. He's got great videos about it. Mm-hmm. Did, 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 did Olivia Rodrigo steal from Paramore? I mean, you know. No. Did, did, did Blind Lemon Melon steal from uh, Cited uh, Citrus Joe? No. It's the Delta, meaning the difference. Mm-hmm. It's called Delta Blues. It's the difference, really. And then so that was the and then they cut back to um Santara and Billy Joel for the ending. Now I like that song a lot. Do you like the song? I do, I like it. It's called Remember to Turn the Lights Off. What's it called? Turn, um, time to turn the lights on. I gotta find it here. They don't, how do they not have it in the all right? Well, maybe it's I think it's a really good song. I think it's a very strong song, and I'm gonna say what I said to you and our well, I'm not supposed to do that, but I also said it to my wife. So I'm quoting my wife, me to my wife, not me to you, because I'm not allowed to talk about what we said in text channels. You can tell that Billy Joel adores Beethoven even when he's not quoting Beethoven. His songwriting style, his chord, I don't even want to say chord progressions, the developments in his music are very Beethoven-like. That's my opinion on it. Turn the lights back on. Okay. Link in the show notes. Hmm. Is that Interpol? Um, and just to clarify, they don't, uh, they don't, uh, what do you call it? cut away but what they do in this video is they save money by only showing the cg altered uh older uh, younger billy joels for a short period of time and a lot of the rest of the video is saying look it's the ceiling and there are lights in the ceiling then when it gets to like holding a baby and stuff you you had me and you lost me that's no yeah that's no no tiny they go to to file footage then but the thing is they have a certain amount of budget and they can do they can do a pretty convincing job of making a young-looking Billy Joel on a music video budget as yeah. long as he's not on the screen for a very long time. So they show you him for three and a half seconds, three yeah, and a half, he goes pretty back to passable seconds, yeah. and then they point the camera at the side of the theater and now the seats Which one's the your theater, favorite, John? Do you have a favorite the of the ones the four they showed? Do you have a favorite? I mean, favorite, favorite in the video. Uh, the Billy Joel that I know is the kind of one in the middle Oh, right. really? I was going to go straight up, well, because The Stranger is my favorite album. I think 52nd Street is just barely, slightly, kind of barely, barely, barely overrated. And only because it is truly one of the great albums. I just think, I think The Stranger is his best record. Yeah, but that was kind of before my time. Like, yeah, I, I understand. Like, I, I, heard, I heard my parents' record of that, but it was always, that was the old Billy Joel, right, when I was listening, so. Oh, right, you're talking about like, like Long, Long Island Spring. Whatever it's that one's called. Is that what it's called? It's called Cold Cold Harbor. Cold Spring Harbor is an actual place that I've been mm. to many times on Long, is it Island, on Long Island, and that's what the album is named after. Can you get to it from the uh, the Robert Caro Freeway? Uh, no, you got to uh, get back onto the mainland and go east on Sunrise Highway. I think you will get there eventually. Sunrise Highway. So that's it right, goes east. If you're going if you're going east on Sunrise, Sunrise is in the east. Uh, in theory, you're going to see it rising. Uh, Ah. to your east unless the the sunrise uh fires of 1995 i think are there oh, no. in which case you'll just see flames and smoke yeah <gasps> that's terrible 
Lots oh. of the East End burned during the uh, Sunrise Fires of, I think, 1995. Were the West End girls okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very long island. Everyone says so. And all the people that you knew at Elaine's. Story mm-hmm. of your latest Sunrise success. Sunrise Wildfire of 1995. What about Zanzibar? You like that song, Zanzibar? Sure. I like that song a lot. I think he's a very gifted songwriter. What's your, what's your, so is your, is, I, I think you are on record as you don't like Innocent Man, correct? No, I like all Billy Joel. You like, like all, all Billy Joel. I'm required. I am. Uh, you like that Lane Bruce Lester Bang song about the fire? You like that one? Yeah. No, it's 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 part of growing up on Long Island that even though we recognize that well, so it's being in the mob, John, that doesn't sometimes give you as the kids would say, kids would say a little bit cringe, or other people think it's a little bit cringe. I uh, don't feel that way because I'm from Long Island. Oh my God, you are song. you're selling past the clothes, my friend. Get out of real estate. I I love William Joel, mm-hmm. and and That's I great. think at the point when I got a, a thing that would play, my God, what was the history of this? I do remember buying glass houses in particular on cassette. Ugh, all the things I bought on cassette, it was so dumb. Mm-hmm. There's, it's so good, and you get the roll, it and it's just, time. it just never, it didn't sound as good. Get you some, yeah. get, you, you, you get you some Max but it was L, portable. Uh, you can put it in your car. No record player in your car unless you're the Beatles. I was a Max L XL two man. What were you? What'd you like? Oh, I usually went for the ones that had the biggest number so you could fit the most on it, right? Remember when they put out 46 on one side, 40, there was 90, 92 minute tapes. You remember that? Yeah. So it was, that was like really super weird. long play. Super and it didn't, no, work, it didn't really work. Though. Well, the ones that were ones, yeah, yeah. But I like 90 minute. I don't even remember all of them now. I like the Maxell family. Um, so anyway, in June, it was announced that, hey guys, it's actually coming. And I'm trying to avoid saying letters and words and getting it wrong, but the, let's just say that in the lead up to what was announced by Apple in June, people had been anticipating that Apple would be throwing its goggles into the AR VR space, and everybody's been real curious about it. And now it's out. My uh, my opening tidbit, yes, about Apple Vision Pro, is probably unimportant, but uh, important enough that I'm going to mention it on the show because I have no place else to mention it. Uh, in all of the discussions of this product, people have come up with various ways of shortening it, and I hate all of them. It's mostly so like, just a personal uh, thing. Uh, just a uh, me one thing. off the dome, AVP. Are people saying that? Yeah. So AVP, Apple Vision Oh, somebody Pro. said that on Slack. That's right. Yeah, AVP. Okay. Every time I see AVP, I think Alien versus Predator, which is, that's on me. It's not the fault of I that I think of the class I had in 12th grade, my American history class called Americanism versus Communism, which was shortened to AVC. Yeah, there you go. Everyone's got their own thing, but I just think AVP. But they use the word Americanism on the curriculum. Yeah, doesn't Not a work thing. for me because of the Predator thing, and because I don't yeah, like yeah. the fact that Apple is in there. I know it's called Apple Vision Pro, but like, and then the other one is VP, which is Vice President or Voodoo Pad or anything but Vision Pro. Yeah, and, namespace pollution. That one's already got precedence. And the problem with all of these is when Apple comes out with the Apple Vision non-Pro, just mm-hmm. Apple Vision, it's going to break. VP doesn't work anymore, and neither does AVP. So why are we doing this? So I have just been writing out Vision Pro everywhere. I haven't been writing out Apple Vision Pro. I'm just writing Vision, Vision Air. <laughs> you think? Do they still do Air? Apple itself and its documentation has a bunch of places where they just say Apple Vision. They don't say Apple Vision Pro. Like they're already saying like just this is a generic category. Apple Vision Pro, Apple Vision, Apple Vision Air, Apple Vision Ultra, who knows, whatever. But like mm-hmm. Apple is already on board with like this product is called Apple Vision. And well, again, as long, as, long like as you're Apple. here though, um, what, do you, what do you think about the name in general? Do you, do, you, do you have a feeling about it? I mean, I well, mean like Apple TV has like, For Apple. example, when iPad came out, 
People yeah, have a lot of bad. things to say. People people have a lot of things to say about everything. But I'm asking John Syracuse, um, what, what's your what's your take on is Vision Pro a, a, a is it a good name an appropriate name? Is it a name that will scale up over over time? I think Vision is the right word to be mm-hmm. doing the work here. I don't know if this one needed Pro. Obviously, they're signaling. This yeah, is they're the avoiding one. Meta and Virtual and all that stuff, which is yeah, good well, for it's, obvious. It's better reasons. than that. Obviously, you didn't want it to be called XR, AR, VR, any of that mumbo jumbo. Even the operating system, which was called and still is called in a lot of the code and the constants like XROS or whatever for, you know, uh, you know, AR, VR, is MR XR mixed reality. reality. What does XR mean? Yeah, it's just a, X is the placeholder for the letter A, the letter V or the letter M for uh, augmented reality, virtual reality and mixed reality. So you just say XR and it's called XROS. Well, that's not what they called it. They called it. That sounds like a Doctor Who villain. Yeah, they called it Vision OS in their marketing terms, even though it's still What's the capitalization on that? Uh, I think it's lowercase X, lowercase R, R, and capital capital O, O, capital S. Capital S, okay. I I guess they're pretty committed to that, huh? I don't love it. Anyway, sorry for that tangent on the Not at all. Well, no, I think it's important because it is important in the sense that, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to leave all my bad habits behind, John, including, like, guessing what, why people think I'm dumb. But... Um, I'll tell you why I'm dumb. Uh, I there's so much anticipation about this. Anytime there's a new Apple device, it's going to be a big deal. But this one is unusual to me in numerous ways <clears throat> that I guess we'll probably get into. And everybody's going to bring their own expectations and their own bar. And even people who are not like ardent followers, I mean, people who are not ardent followers of this stuff, I don't think it's made a big bang any more than the meta stuff has. I mean, do you know people who are not nerd families that own a headset of any kind? Uh, Is that a, yeah, no, think, yeah, that might be, sorry, counselor, that might be a compound question. I guess I'll make it a statement. It's, it strikes me that the people who buy and use these, like, I mean, un, unlike, say, like an Xbox or a PlayStation, there are a lot of people who are just snorks that have an Xbox. But it seems to me that, like, there are, there are a lot of, like, people like you have worked with where you'd be surprised to find out that they own and use some kind of xr headset the cheap ones have been out well so there's two categories one the expensive ones pc gaming nerds have had them for a long time that's a that's an even narrower slice than apple nerds but like you know pc gaming nerds do exist and uh they have had fancy headsets uh for a long time now uh and the other one is the cheap headsets uh the cheap headsets like like the quest ones because they're pretty cheap but also i I know you you said this on atp and i apologize for asking you to repeat it but just just for my benefit could you give me if there is a well-known example could you give me a well-known example of a of a nice gaming one and a less costly a cheapy one yeah so uh, the oculus uh series of things the valve index um these are good oculus was back in the day before facebook like bought them the valve index that's valve the company that makes uh, Mm half-life and portal and stuff they make a headset uh, for play and they make games for it. Uh, that's a PC gamer type thing. So I, I, you know, I know people who are PC gamers. So super, super fast, low latency, everything goes quick and it's tuned for the kind yeah, of things. There's, there's controllers that you hold in your hands too, with like, mm-hmm. you know, video game controller type buttons on them. Right. But stuff like if you're going to do a shooter and you want to scope, like that's, it, yep. it accommodates that. And the, like the, the, probably the best known example is uh, Valve, the company that did Half-Life and has the Valve Index. They did a Half-Life game where you basically have um, virtual hands in the game that you use to grab crap, right? So imagine like a first-person shooter, but there's stuff hanging <laughs> around and you actually- phrase virtual hands. 
Yeah, like actual. I don't know why like I find your, that so upsetting, but I do. Right, like your me, what your hands are doing is holding. Yes, your hands are holding a controller, but yeah, in yeah. the game you have a regular hand and you use. And it so to when grab you squeeze things. it, it squeezes, or is it like is it articulated? Yeah, yeah. In like a way you curl that, like, your fingers moves? around okay, things. You move. It, you move your hand. Like there'll be like, like a Nintendo bottle. Power Glove. Yeah, there'll be a bottle on the ground, and instead of walking up to the bottle and hitting the pickup button like you do in every other game, in this game you literally have to take your hand, reach down grab the bottle, squeeze your fingers around it, pick okay. it up, and then you can hold the bottle in so front that's, of your that's eyeballs. That's ones, and generally speaking, what do those cost? Out what do those cost, you mean? Well, I, I, I was asking you, like, what's the nice gaming ones that people have used, and what are the cheap ones? If you buy this Oculus one, or you've got one of those, what are we talking about, like 500 or grand? Let me see, what is the Valve Index these days? I haven't looked at the price in ages. Like, if you if you had your druthers, and you could, like, say, for the sake of argument, we'll say, like, any there's a company out there, there are companies out there, you could ask for any one of these that you want to try as somebody who does play games where you shoot things, what's the one you would get? What would that cost? Uh, Valve NX is like a thousand bucks. Okay. So it's okay. not super cheap, but it's Still, not Apple. That's a lot of Apple Vision Pro. But again, yeah. for PC gamers, PC gamers spend a thousand dollars on the video card for their P- gaming PC, right? Or oh, more. They, they so. spend that on their uh, video game chair, probably. Yeah. So, so that's that niche. And then the cheapo ones are like the, the Quest ones, or there used to be ones that would, you'd stick your phone sideways and put on oh, front of your right. eyeballs. I, I didn't, there was one with the cardboard one where you could stick your mm-hmm. Android phone. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, things and like that. And we're talking um, 500 for those, right? And then also like the PlayStation one, PlayStation VR and PlayStation VR 2. You could buy a $500 accessory for your PlayStation that really? was a VR thing. Yeah. Is that, is that PlayStation 5 only? Uh, they, they made it for the PlayStation 4. That was I can't believe PlayStation our PlayStation VR. could handle that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't do it well. It's not as fancy as the mm-hmm. Valve Index, but I mean, it's great it for Spider Man. Okay. But that's, awesome but that's how Spider-Man. a lot of people. Yeah. That's like that's how non-nerd people get this because they they have a mm-hmm. PlayStation Four. Like back in the day, they'd have a PlayStation Four. They'd see for five hundred bucks, you could get this headset thing. They're like, I'd like to try that. I'll ask for it for Christmas. It's within within the budget for a family Christmas present, they get it for Christmas. They play Beat Saber. A surprising number of people have that. Then you know the. The, what do you call it? the Meta Quest uh, two and three? Similar, you can play similar games on that. It's even cheaper. And and so, do, do you have one of those and people pass it around like the Pop-O-Matic? Or when you can you play video games with other people in the room if they have their own head thing? Uh, I think you can play get video games with other people who are on the other side of an internet connection, kind of like any okay. kind of multiplayer game. But I don't think there's any kind of uh, playing with people who are in the room with you. Just to to bring us up to today, uh, I have not gone and done a. Demo? Is that what they call it? What do they call it? Try on? Uh, what do they call it when you go to the store? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have not done that. And you have. I'm very excited. I heard you talk about it on ATP, but you went and, and booked an appointment and you went in and tried this thing. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole purpose of the segment is for me to convince you to go get one of the free demos. Okay. Because I feel yeah, like well, I mean, you establish are... your groundwork on that. Do you feel like that's going to be a diff- difficult sell or... Oh, I don't expect you to buy one. I just no, want you no, to go get play, the play with me in the space. Uh, so you want to convince me to do that. You could just say, go do that and I'll do it because I don't really have a life. But like, what's your, before you get into the specifics of why me, is it me in particular that you think you should try it? I think everybody should try it, but you in particular, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, that's my first question. Why haven't you tried it? Um, why haven't I made an appointment and gone to the Apple store? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, I don't know. I, it's just, you know, I, there's other stuff and. I got to get the episodes out and I mopped the floor today. 
I also mm-hmm. fixed a drawer today. Is I it just like you're uh, sort of a uh, uh, contrarian, anti-authoritarian? Everyone else is no, into it, no, so you're not going to be. Because you're pursuing it, I'm going to have to break the bit a minute and say, like, don't ask people why they didn't do something. That's the dumbest oh, question. I am asking you why you didn't do something. Well, it's a dumb question. Why you can't explain why you didn't do something? Yes, you can. Sense. You can. I mean, maybe you can't, but one can. I can't. Yeah. It is possible. And so that's surprising to you. It's a non-feigned surprise that I haven't done it because why? No, I wasn't surprised. I was just asking you. Why no. didn't you? No, I, I'd like to. I, I, I would like to do it. Um, I mean, there's, there's a pattern that runs through my from afar impressions of this from whenever they first, when people first started rumoring about this up till today, which is like, I don't know. It's just not a very interesting point of view, but my, my point of view is like, oh my God, this looks like the greatest movie watching machine in the world. And I bet the third version of it is going to be really good. But even just based on hearing the clunkiness, what was it on? Might've been on Upgrade. Might've been on ATP. Might've been on today's, yesterday's Upgrade. But they were just talking about the clunkiness of the experience. And I think Jason Snell in particular called out his concern. That sounds very true to me, which is like, okay, they did train all these folks who work at the Apple store to be ready to, you know, b- prepare them for this entirely new thing. No one's ever used one of these. So they need to train them on like what this thing is. But then, you know, you got to teach the teachers. So these are going to be people who then go back to the store and et cetera, right? But like Jason's beef, if I understood it, was that, and he was talking about here about the the fit. And I guess there's all these things you buy. You got eye holes and you got to strap different straps and rainbows. And I don't understand it, but but he was just saying, like, it seems like the training went heavily into how to read an iPad to somebody while they have a thing on their head and not so much into the whole, like, helping you establish the context for making sure this is the one that fits you right and has the things you need. Because once you take it home and you have it, it's not that you can't do something about it, but like, I guess it sounds like you commit at a certain point when you're buying this. You know, is that making sense that you, you commit because you need, what are the eye things or the blinders or whatever it's called? Uh, light shield, uh, different size light shield. But they're, they're, those are specific. You've got to get your right lenses. You get the, you can't have the 21 strap. You get the 15 strap. Your lenses aren't going to work because you need, it's like just all these things that are interlocking. And it, if I understood what Jason said, just because it really comports with my own concern about these things. Yeah. Like it sounds like they're not doing a super great. They're doing really good, really good, good at like describing how to watch Alicia Keys, but maybe not as great at like really understanding the kinds of things because there hasn't been time to know the kinds of things about like, well, based on how you tell me this feels, I really recommend you go this way rather than that way with the strap. It sounds like they're not there yet. They haven't gotten the training. They don't have the experience just because it's so new. But this is a device that you really want to get that stuff right. Yeah, but that's all reasons not to buy one. I don't expect you to buy one. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I thought about it. I sure thought about it, yeah. But no, like, I don't but know. No, is... to answer your question, though, like I no, it's just I I don't know. I mean, it would be my answer to that is de- desperately boring, which it has nothing to do with the device and everything to do with just like I have other stuff to do. No, but like especially, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the way people talk about the resolution and like what things like again watching a movie. John, I watch a lot of TV and movies. I don't know if you know this, but like perhaps several hours of my day goes to like fairly dedicated watching of something I think is good. And the idea of having that thing that gives me that, I don't know, that just sounds, who described it as like riding on Soren? Not Soren Kierkegaard, but the, the, the ride at Disney. It was me. Oh, that was you. Me. And that's at Disney World. Mm-hmm. We had Soren, and then we had Soren California. Soren Kierkegaard is a ride that I would go on. 
I love, you know what it ends? The big part at the end, you have the, uh, the leap of faith at the end. Mm-hmm. And then Hagrid's motorcycle goes by. So I will, I will, but please. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I want to, I want to convince you to do it uh, because I mean, I think I, obviously I haven't, I haven't bought one on anything. I think I'm going to love a lot of it or I'm going to, I suspect based on the way it's been described by my friends with similar tastes. And yes, I think my tastes and interests are similar enough to somebody like Mike or Jason or you or whomever to know like, oh, you don't sell me on like watching a movie on this thing and you're in the theater or you're on top of the, the, the crater lake in Oregon. The things that you and Marco and everybody talked about are exactly the things that interest me. Using this for my computer, um, regardless of any f- functional, rational, practical, regardless of any practical use that I could cobble together for this, that ain't it, Chief. I can, I, I just, I don't, I cannot see myself ever, not ever, shit. Sorry, sorry, Jim. I cannot in any near future see myself using something like this to do what I consider work. Uh, but things like, what do you call it, the atmospheres or whatever, where you go and you're just in a place? I do think you are somewhat susceptible to sort of the Vitici disease of a new thing is out and you want to see what you can do with it. So you'll oh, try you, a bunch of You should of see the drafts file I created today. You should see, well, did you see that thing the dude sent us about um, uh, Luna C? The thing for yeah. doing all your DARS together? No. Oh, go check it on Mastodon. I got a guy showed me this app on the App Store. It's an open source app for wrangling all your DARS and your SAB and all of that. Like that kind of thing? Yeah, I'll go all in. Because I am also in the middle of a big, like, this is my annual, and I think I'm going to try and really finally tip over the cook machine. Like rethink from a relatively high level how I deal with my text files world and my productivity world and just trying to look past the things I went, I can't use that. And ah, I, I love this app. I got to use this app. Blah, I'm trying to get past all that. So my mind is very open to that. And you're absolutely right. This would become, I could see this becoming a huge rabbit hole. Or kind of like, kind of like the home automation stuff. That's a better example. Yeah, but I'm like also interested in stuff like prompt and like trying to, I'm like get, trying to get better at terminal things in conjunction with tail scale, especially. I don't know if I mentioned tail scale last week. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. Did I mention that? Was that last episode that I mentioned that? You did. You tell me. Yeah. And like the home automation is the example that I think of because it's something you could already do all of. You could always turn lights on or whatever, but you did it the old fashioned way with your meat hands and it's ridiculous. And you're willing to, you you eventually got a willingness to oh, try to assemble these Rube Goldberg machines because it was interesting and it was a I thing, mean, listen, you know. say, say what say what, say a true thing, which is that like, hey, I would like to think I have a curious mind. I do the best I can, but don't worry. I will not be put off about most aspects of this thing. I mean, obviously, if it makes me vomit all over the Apple store, I'd be bummed. But I don't, I can't, I don't imagine myself being like put off by this. I mean, it's, I could pay that. I don't want to. I don't know what I, I I mean, I'm not even saying it. It's just like, that would be so much money for me to spend on something that like, I'm not trying to like make anybody feel bad, but that's just not how I would want to spend that money. I'm actually, if anything, I'm more tempted to get your rich boy iPad, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when that comes along, that actually would be something very exciting. Now, this is exciting, but like I say, I keep coming back to this, like, I'll bet the third version of this is going to be wild. I bet it's going to be like the iPhone 3G. Have you used any other headset thingies? Any of the ones I named before? Any other one that you can recall? I feel like I must have. I mean, off the dome, I don't recall ever having done that. I've been in immersive experiences, but no, I've never worn a Meta thing. I've never worn an Oculus thing. No. Yeah, so I th- the reason I think you should do the demo, I, I 
I don't think you'll be convinced by any of the here's how you can use your computer with it stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though it's interesting, and I think you'll find it interesting. And if you're if you're into the tech part of it, you can be wowed by the technical achievement. Well, of- and you can watch a movie while like reading something. You know, you know, like I mean, right. I I do second screen stuff. If you can't figure it out at night, I do second screen stuff all the time. Yeah, but I, like in general, I think your TV is probably better than this thing. I like, but television. like the, I've mentioned, prompt for a reason, John. Like with prompt, I'm and prompt is an app by Panic. Oh, by the way, I got a play date that arrives this week. I finally ordered a play date. So like, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I know, I know, like as I mean, John likes to make fun of me, and that's fine. But like, I actually have somehow found a way to like figure out how computers mostly work to do what I need to do since I was twenty. I've somehow managed despite all of my disabilities and not learning it the right way. But like I am trying to learn more about with prompt is so fun to use. It's so by which I mean, it's so easy to use. And not the terminals difficult to use. It's as difficult as any command line interface, I guess. But like, I'll tell you between tail scale and um, prompt, it's so much more easy and fun. I just double click on the name of my Synology and I'm logged in. And then I do the, whatever that is, the escalation to, this is sudo dash i or whatever escalate to root and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying to imagine if that was my flavor of the month. Like, you see yourself doing that with the Vision Pro? I mean, do you do terminal stuff? I mean, maybe it? someday, but no. Because it sounds like typing is really one thing I've said for two years or however long it's been. You know, I'm I'm one of those folks, like you said about home automation and like it's frustrating to talk about Siri because when you say Siri, everybody, including me, thinks of all the times it doesn't do what you want it as a voice assistant. And yet Siri is also the ages under which we have things like recommending applications and like that wonderful thing where it'll, you'll just, your phone will just say, Hey, do you want to open this? I mean, not an icon, not a suggestions area, but like that you get like the, you know what I mean? You get that little area. We got a blank area and it goes, Oh yeah. Do you, do you want to open up ivory? I'm like, yeah, actually I do want to open ivory. Good job. That's part of Siri also. But both of those things are important. And here's why. I think in my head anyway, having not used this, I think you could argue that since the launch or purchase or whatever of Siri, there has never been a time where they need to really put wood behind the arrow on Siri. You know, and I, I go through this every night. Now that I'm a chat GPT boy, I am blown away at how much stuff my house can't do. I mean, all the usual stuff, stuff I used to be content with, I'd yell out how tall is... Uh, you know, uh, how tall is Michael Stipe? And a lot of times, you know, even Google doesn't know. And it just says, well, here's what I found on a web page. I'm so used to chat GPT. And I know, whatever. But it does know that stuff. How it knows it or not, I don't know. But it does figure it out. And it's it gives me answers that make sense and are mostly correct. Well, I mean, with Google, I don't even know if it's correct because I don't get an answer. So that doesn't feel better to me. What I'm trying to say is the wood behind the arrow all along, I've been trying to imagine like what this thing looks like. In my head, I always kind of imagined it would be like a Jedi pilot helmet, sort of. You know what I mean? Like a big thing. And I'm in my head anyway, I kind of imagined it would cover your ears. And I kept thinking to myself, Apple, remember what Steve said about if you see a stylus, you know they blew it. There's this part of me that kept thinking like, I know you should be able to use a keyboard in this, but I bet Apple would like you to use a keyboard, quote unquote, in the same way that you use a keyboard with your Apple TV. By which I mean, there's corner cases where because of legacy technologies and the way things work with passwords, that or whatever, it's just easier to type with your thumbs on your phone or on a Bluetooth keyboard, right? Because again, like I I can't get SIRI on my Apple TV to find pen 15 because it thinks I'm trying to cuss. There's all kinds of ways that falls short. The wood behind the arrow, 
boy, this would have been a really great time to come out and go, and you know what? It's all going to be so much easier now because you just put this thing on. And yeah, you can use a keyboard if you want. We recommend a physical keyboard. Don't, don't use the fake air keyboard. But it would be so exciting for them to be able to have been able to say, yeah, and like the, 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 now we're bringing, you know, the Siri stuff to you. So like I can, I could, if I could be confident talking to Siri with that thing on, I think it would be such a good experience. Whereas if I can't talk to Siri, I'm imagining it being a little bit clunky to have to keep using my hands to try and resize a window. I mean, you can, you can talk. Uh, there's, you know, you can, you can just talk with text input. You can do all the talking to launch apps and all that good stuff. But as we know, uh, Siri's kind of crappy. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying though? That like, it, it felt like, at least in my imagination of what this thing would be, it occurred to me that like, yeah, I, I bet a keyboard is possible, but I bet they see input devices. I bet there was a contingent at Apple that said input devices are a fail. Like, yeah, you can use them. And especially if like for accessibility, yeah, for all kinds of reasons, but no, you, you could do everything this is intended to do without an input device. Otherwise we'd give you a power glove. Otherwise we'd give you a 10 key. Otherwise we'd give you all of these different dinguses devices and affordances. But I, I was kind of hoping Apple would say, but you don't need any of that because the best personal assistant you've ever had, now it's in your head. Well, that's that's this year, you know. That's the 2024 is the year of Siri being uh, chat GPTized and having all the LLM AI stuff that Apple is going to call by a different but, well, name. Do you think it'll get better at just the regular stuff too? Yeah, no, that's the rumor. This year, all oh, the- Oh, see, I don't know about that. I, I know about the AI stuff and it's funny because on Upgrade, they do this thing every 100th episode. Upgrade is another show on Relay with uh, our pals, uh, Mike Hurley and Jason Snell. It's a great show. I listen to it every week. Uh, and uh, they do it. They know they do, you know Jason loves drafts. And they do a draft every 100th episode where they predict something in the world of Apple that will happen at the next. So today was their 500th episode or Monday. Happy anniversary! I don't really observe that, but I love them. And so for your 600th episode, like you know, what's what is what do you predict? Like what's going to happen? And that's such two years is such an interesting amount of time. It's really easy to over over predict or you know, over promise on what you think would happen. Right. There's some kinds of things you're like, well, wouldn't it, would it surprise you to know that a lot of this stuff is exactly the same? And then would it surprise you to know like there's these things that came along that like are pretty paradigmatically different? But so you're saying this, the buzz is, oh, and, and so one of the predictions, sorry, one of the predictions that Jason made when they were just doing their silly ones was uh, Apple will have to issue some kind of an apology about something that got made <laughs> with their AI. I thought that was a pretty good prediction. Yeah, although Apple's probably going to be real careful. Like in the in the ATP uh, twenty twenty four kickoff episode, like January, our first January episode, we did like predictions for twenty twenty four, and we just went through basically the stuff that's pretty solidly rumored. And one of those was twenty twenty four is the year that Apple uses all the AI LLM blah 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 stuff that everyone else has already been using and starts incorporating it into their products. And which products? All the products. Every place you could imagine it being useful, they'll shove it in there if it's ready. With mm -hmm. all the safeguards that Apple, I can't tell so, how you. I can't quite tell how you feel about that. I, I, it needs to be done because well, Siri okay, is but terrible. Here's, it feels like we're 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 sort of lighting. Like we've almost done an X Y problem here. Or at least I have done an X Y problem here. Of like, well, I'm not trying to say like make Siri work better the way it worked in 2015. If there's something like there's a big leap forward that makes things different, and I even have to relearn things or learn new things, I'm fine with all of that. I just don't want science spray on my Siri. 
I don't want somebody well, to come that, in and go, well, that's, that's the question is like, uh, you know, the, the prediction for the year is they're going to start incorporating this stuff into their products. Then there's lots of places where you can imagine it being useful in their products. So that doesn't mean they're going to do all of them this year. For example, especially if they kept it to all do all the stuff it's undocumented, do all the stuff that Siri is supposed to be able to do, but do it reliably and mm. get better at uh, and would also but then get better at understanding um, not state. I know that's a term of art, but like when I say this, know what this means, and like understand when I'm talking to you that that's that's like a I don't know if Siri is going to get the treatment it deserves in 2024 because just because I, I say really they're going to do AI stuff in 2024, it. you immediately think they're just going to totally fix Siri. I don't not sure that's. I think they're unrelated. I don't see those as being related. Do you, you see those as related? Yeah, but like there's lots of places like you're where implying you can... that getting AI into Siri is going to make it better, sort of up your. Well, no, but like you, there's lots of places besides Siri. Where you can stick this okay, AI what's, sauce. What's, what's one? Where it'll be useful. Autocorrect. Okay, that's or one example. Serious, how, many, yeah. how many runs have they taken at autocorrect and have had mixed success, let's say, in recent years mm-hmm. of it being useful? I think uh, LLMs can help there. And I think they already have done that. The current one we're using is a transformer model, I believe. It's just not great. It's better than it was. But I feel like if they roll out a sort of a PR push, when they, when they roll this one out, they're like, oh, it uses a transformer model. And that's as close as they came to using the the buzzwords, right? They didn't say AI, they didn't say LLM, but they did say transformer model, which is what LLMs are, right? They've already done that. I think they could take another pass at that. Photos search. Searching, you know, understanding what's in photos and search. They already have that. You can to type like, you know, teapot and it'll find pictures of teapots for you. Right. But is it great? No, it's not great. It's better than nothing. Would that also figure but- into the seriousness of... Like I've, like I've said before, and it is kind of a brag, but I'm weird. My whole homepage, my whole first screen, whatever it's called, and I, iPhone is just, I have eight icons that are hard icons and then two sets of series suggestions. Cause I, just, I don't know. I don't know if they would mess with those with LLMs. But do you see I that getting better make... because of AI? Would that be? No, I think that... it would get worse because I think they have. Uh, like knowing har- that I open Google Docs on Monday mornings, for example, right? They, they, whatever sort of hard coded algorithms and heuristics they're using now are pretty good it's already. Different, and, di- but that's you're saying like that's a different thing than the AI that yeah, would be yeah, because it's input. tractable with regular heuristics. You don't need a large language model to figure that out. Versus like let's say photo repair. Uh, removing someone from the background, like doing image generation and stuff. All that- you, you know what we need is like if you could do something like say in photos, this sounds so dumb. Do you ever hesitate to say, yes, that's this person because it was in a face swap or they're wearing weird Halloween makeup or something? Like- oh, the one, the one that kills me is uh, they're, in a frame, they're in a framed picture. In that's the exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so many pictures of my kid and me in pictures together. And I, I'm never quite sure. I because like, there's a part of me that goes like, I want to train this thing that that's always Billy. Yeah, like that title. is the right face, but I don't want this to come up when I search for my kid. But like when Billy, like like again, Billy, uh, you know, dressed as Taco, Taco from TV, like an elf with ears and like blue skin. Um, it'd be kind of, I mean, I guess this is going to sound silly, but it'd be kind of cool to be be able to say like, oh, find pictures of Billy in makeup, or find pictures of find pictures of Madeline in fancy clothes. And that sounds not too far off, really, what you're what you're talking about. Here. Yeah, exactly. It, and it would that's, be the and existing, so, as you say, hard coded algorithms or whatever they're using now. But then the layer on top of that would be able. They're using machine learning now. It's just I feel like the 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 state of the art has moved on. They're not using. I don't think they're using transform models with their current image search, and they don't, I don't think they have any kind of image generation capabilities that a lot of you know like Photoshop's been experimenting with and all these other things. So those are things like where you can like expand the canvas. You could say like yeah, make this like it knows how to erase sky. a person because it understands what a person is and what a tree is a little bit better because it's been trained on lots of images, right? You know, you could tell it to add a light post here. Anyway, 
that <laughs> or subtract the light posts from the picture of you and me. Yeah. So th- those are all examples of where the modern, the, the more modern image generation, large language model stuff could be expanded to be put into more of Apple Apple's products to make them better in areas where they're weak. And I haven't even mentioned Siri. Siri is obviously the big one that everyone thinks of. I just I'm don't I'm not sure that they're going to be able to take that bite in 2024 because I think they need to burn it to the ground and start over. And that's a burn, tall wait, sorry, which, order. Burn which part of the ground? Siri, Siri. is a thing. Siri as in a voice assistant, you mean? Yeah, as in the thing that you talk to and it does stuff. And I think that needs to be burned to the ground and start over. And But there's the problem you just mentioned. Where it's like, but what about all the people who have been using Siri, you know, crappy as it is, you have to kind of make sure that they're yeah, replacement. They that it's like when you change that programs, I mean, I'm sorry, this is going to sound super sexist and I'm sorry, but like the person who was most affected by changes to the FileMaker database, the person who was most affected by an upgrade to Word was Ginny. It was, it was the woman at reception. She was not an office manager. Like she was like a really nice person and a secretary and she had so much work to do. And any change that we made to anything threw it off because John, we talked about this. Do you remember the days of tab, 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 left, left, tab, left, right? Do you remember you would learn like a rhythm where you were almost like your own personal quick keys? That's Ginny's world. Like Ginny got through stuff really quickly because she knew where the fields were in FileMaker. She knew what to hit, you know, uh, to format this for a different size for legal paper. Like she knew all of that. And anytime we changed that, it threw her way, way off. And that's the concern, right? With somebody like my age having to relearn how to talk to Siri. Well, not even that. Just just playing like, oh, the new version doesn't have the features that the old one did. No one is happy with that. Like I used to be able Feels to do like this thing and now it doesn't yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we had it with iMovie. Remember when the new version of iMovie came out? Apple oh felt God. so bad they shipped the old version that too. Happens, they, that they, so frustrating right? to use. So... I, I think the most likely thing that they'll do with Siri in 2024 is add a little bit of LLM sauce, but leave the existing crappy Siri there as well. So it's the crappy Siri with LLM sauce off in a corner, like a coding, like you or you can go off and do like, but I don't know. I honestly don't know what they're going to do with give, Siri. Give me, but example, I look at, give me an example of, um, I'm, not, this is, I'm not asking you to make a prediction. I'm not going to hold you to this, but in terms of adding LLM functionality to a voice assistant like Siri, give me an example of how we'd use that. Well, the, the place that I always thought it would be useful is Siri, as we know, and as you complain about all the time, has a limited number of things it can understand. And you always just want to see the list of those things. But we know it's there's a list. It's not like infinity. And right? it understands, but it also, importantly, yeah, it knows these nouns, but it all, and it knows these verbs, but to, to a very frustrating extent, it sometimes understands something about the relationships between nouns and verbs, and other times it just the bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, so seriously, you can imagine. sometimes it's crazy what you can say. Like, I can yell out, God, I, don't, I can't do it now, the incantation, but I can yell out in things um, by more seltzer. Because, of course, you have to do an incantation to get it to go in. But I can yell out, uh, remind me to buy seltzer when I arrive at the house at 9 p.m. I could do that in my sleep, and it really does work. But that's one of the very few things that really does work. So you can imagine kind of making a... Um a Siri flavored tool to use like ChatGPT parlance, where like when you ask ChatGPT to make a graph, like there's a tool that, that ChatGPT uses to draw the graph because mm-hmm. all ChatGPT knows how to do is take text as input and produce text as it's output. It's all input, Sean. Right. But uh, but like one of the things they can do text output for is like basically it, it knows there's a tool that makes graphs and it can feed it text that will make it make the desired graph. So if you treat old hmm. Siri it's almost, kind it's of like, like a, a pipe in some ways yeah, or if you treat old Siri kind of like a constrained syntax engine that does certain things and mm-hmm. you 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 put a front end something a large language model in front of it that no that uses Siri as essentially a tool and that you can say arbitrary text and what it will produce is a syntactically valid command that Siri will understand that it will do the huh. thing that you meant 
know and what that's, I mean? that's really, you know, what's funny about that, John, that's almost like remember we were talking about, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the Star Trek thing that remembers everything he did maintain or what, what's it called? Memory Alpha, the website? No, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, the thing we talked about a few months ago where you wear the Live pendant. Streams? Yeah, but like what? what rewind, <laughs> rewind.ai. Rewind.ai. So, and, and, and your verdict on that, if I remember correctly, was, well, yeah, but like you, you, this is what it'll do, but like you don't have access to any of the thing that makes voice assistance good. So boy, whatever you come up with for your Star Trek pendant better be really good. Is that Oh, no, that wasn't what, rewind that I, that was the, that was the, uh, the AI pin thing, humane AI pin. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that kind of what you're saying here? Like, okay, or like the way I was saying the tail scale lives on top of, it's a network that lives on top of your other networks without disrupting it. So you keep Siri as it is, warts and all. As Cindy Brady said, you know, about Greg's car, the rust is all that's holding it together, right? You got Siri over here and we've done what we can with it, but that's pretty much a done thing. A finished model, as you would say. But then the LLM part, it's not merely LLM science spray, but something that could be a layer on top of that. That then yeah, I mean, from your from your perspective, you'd just be issuing commands to Siri. But what would be happening under the covers is an LLM would take a crack at it, it would convert it into the correct inscrutable syntax for Siri and pass it on mm-hmm. under the covers. And so what you well, the end result would be like, would oh, you still Siri, be stuck with the problem. So, but the, but like you know, not to sound like a karma suck, but like the same things that are frustrating sometimes about Siri that wouldn't change as a result of this, but it would hear you better, understand you better, and know more about where to pipe something to. Yeah, like so if, for example, I, if you can't remember context, basically, don't understand context. If you if you can't remember what you're supposed to say to add a thing in things to a list, and you don't remember what order you have to put the words in, or how you have to pronounce this to Taoist or to, to Doist, yeah. or like like whatever crap that you can never quite remember how to say in the right order to satisfy Siri, even though you know there's a way to get Siri to do this, you wouldn't have to remember that anymore. <laughs> this sounds like our last episode, John. Just remember, say, hey Siri, just remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would just you would just say something sensible. The large language model would be trained on all. And it would just like like, like an English teacher with parts of speech. It would be able to understand what you meant. If somebody, and again, I'm not trying to be insulting to anybody, but if I spoke to somebody who'd been speaking English for a week and they wanted to know where the library is, regardless of how good their vocabulario was, I could very I could understand what they're trying to get at and say the library is over there. And that's what we're talking about in some ways. Is you yell out a bunch of words soup. You forget what the right order of oper- not order of operations, but the right order to get things to go into reminders or an app or whatever. And it, this would have the ability. I'm repeating what you said. It's about context in a lot of ways, though, providing more context than just the somewhat spectrumy way that Siri responds to things. Yeah. So I, I would watch in 2024. I would watch across all of Apple's products. What do they have that's actually ready to be rolled out to the public that happens to be powered by this? Again, they already did it to autocomplete kind of sort of without talking about it too much. And I think it did improve autocomplete, but I think there's still room for improvement. How much will they have done this year? Is this the year that they're going to overhaul Siri or pretend they're overhauling Siri or really overhaul Siri? Are they going to add better image search or image generation? Like there's so many places across so many of their products where they could you know, really finally release some of the tech that everyone knows they're working on that is based on the LLM stuff inside Apple. I just don't know how much it will come out in 2024, but this is the year when you're going to see some of it come out. And I think there's, you know, there's great places for all that. And I think Apple Vision Pro is one of those places where it might appear, but maybe not because, you know, it's a brand new product and that's the least of its problems. So right, speaking of that, let me, let me give you, let me quickly, because we're getting running long. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about your actual thing. Well, I, this is this is me giving you your pitch for like I think I think you are not. Even though you've heard me talk about an ATP, 
I don't think you are prepared for what the experience of doing this free demo will be like. Again, I don't think it's going to make you buy one, um, but I think it's going to make you think differently about Every the version Every single person you says you cannot adequately describe how much you feel like in the, like you're in that environment. Yeah, and for, for two, two aspects, I think. Number one, uh, you have at various times uh, thought about and uh, studied the idea of meditation and do various mental check-in things with yourself. Uh, some of the visual, audio-visual experiences inside this headset will be unprecedented in your personal experience and may be in that same realm of things that you're interested in, right? I bet it's a Does little bit like, like sitting on a mountaintop, you mm -hmm. know, in the lotus position. No, it doesn't. But I think I think it will fire off some stuff in your brain to say, huh, is this a thing that could have a place in my life? Because there's not really a lot of equivalent to what you will experience with even just like being in one of the environments. I'm on top of Mount Hood. You I subscribe right. that to you now and you're like, all right, whatever. Like I can see how like if I was into meditation, maybe I'd want to be in a place where I don't see the clutter of my office and I see a mountain. But there is viscerally the experience of actually doing that in this headset is different than me describing it to you in a mm -hmm. way that you may find significant. So that there's you, one. How much do you, sorry, this is a dumb question, but how much, I mean, like I remember in the early days and you, you've talked about this, everybody's talked about this, but like remember in the early days of early days of the most recent wave of VR where you'd be inside almost like a podium with railings because you, you didn't want to like, you know, mm -hmm. fall over and stuff like that. Right. How much do you like, when you're interacting in that environment, like, do you walk around? No, like this, they, Apple is really, everything you've seen in the press is accurate. Uh, the ideal version of this is you are absolutely stationary. So, so it's like 50 million, it's like, what's it called? 15 million merits. Like you're, it's basically, you know, the big wall that looks like a greenery outside, except it really feels real. Yeah. It's just like literally, you're literally sitting in place and, and it, the more you move around, Hey, first of all, those environments, uh, kick you out of them forcibly. If you move more than two feet, cause they don't want you to hit furniture. Like they're, they're really, you're really not supposed to move around in them. Right. I so think for now that. that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. You're not going to be Especially going if you're for in a guest mode. Right. Oh my God. Marco talking about guest mode. My God. But like, if you want to put in grandma tries it and she falls over and breaks her femur on the coffee table. Yeah, no, it's, this is, this is a Mount sitting Hood's down no in place, place to break your leg. Right. But, but again, for meditation, sitting down in place, it fits. Um, yeah. And the second thing is um, watching video, watching 3D video. It's hard for me to say it like that because you're like, well, 3D video. I don't like 3D movies. No, right? but no, like, I, I'm with you. Like, take, take, if you have an iPhone 15 Pro, take some movies. I got to start kid doing that. Yeah, yeah. With the iPhone 15 Pro, and you're like, okay, I did it. Fine. Whatever. Who cares? It's a movie of my kid. Uh, but then when you watch them in the headset, again, it just, it's like, well, it's just the same video, but it's in 3D ish. Uh, the visceral but it feels, like, it feels like they're right there, right? It doesn't, I mean, it's obviously, it still looks like a movie, especially the ones you take on the phone, which look a little bit janky, but that's why the demo is so good because they will show you essentially the three years from now version where it's like, we took these with the super expensive camera that you can't afford. Uh, but, but you, the experience of looking at it is, and I'll say this word is viscerally, it feels different than the description of it. It's intellectually the same thing. You're not going to be surprised. It's 3d video, right? But right. it's so high resolution and it's you experience it in a way like there's again there's no there's no precedent like I gave Soren as the example you've been on Soren I've been on Soren we know what it is mm -hmm. it's a thing shows video makes you feel like you're fine it's fun it's great right uh, they do the same thing for like two seconds in in, in the demo uh, and you're moving slower than Soren and it feels more momentous do you than like, the feel, Soren feel like ride. your stomach's dropping kind of feeling yeah like but and, and you're like how could this be better than the Soren ride because it's this is all this is all just 
like it's like a joke. It's like, like like something you put in a comic book in Mad Magazine, like oh the world like the, the, for the TV addict we've made these glasses where you can just have two TV screens for glasses. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. But no, I, and it sounds it sounds like it's I guess immersive is, is one word. Yeah, it's a, actually it's a little bit like Soren because a lot of stuff at Disney has this effect where you're like I understand it's a ride, right? But somehow like the Disney that thing, Harry like, Potter they get ride, yeah, Universal's kind of like that. I yeah, think. like they they get to you somehow. You're like this is this ride is greater than the sum of B- its Billy parts. and Mad felt that about the Star Wars ride, um, the you know the really good one, the Rise no of the Rebellion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Billy like they've just they've, they're still like raving about the experience of that. Yeah, so so that, that's that's why I think you should, should do, do the it, free yeah. demo. I think everyone should do the free demo. Like, how often you don't get this chance very often. Like, you, I know you can go into an Apple Store and pick up the new phone, and you don't yeah, have to buy yeah, it. And you yeah, can just play yeah. with it. But yeah. we all have phones. We all know what that's like. But if you've never used a VR headset, the ability to use the expensive one that you shouldn't buy for free, I know, is I know. great. Take mm-hmm. it up. Take them up on it. You don't I, have to I buy mean, anything. I don't, I'm not planning not to. It's you know, I'm, it I'm telling the audience, not you. you. You should do it. But yeah, but every, okay, everybody, get, make an appointment at the Apple Store. Bring your glasses with you. All you need to do is bring your glasses that you use to see something that's four feet away from you, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever, put something four feet away and say, can I see this with my glasses? Yes, good. Bring those glasses into the Apple store. Make an appointment for like a time slot that's available to you. Because I don't know how long they're going to do these free demos. Because I do not recommend you buy one of these things speculatively. And I don't recommend you buy one really, period. But I do recommend you get to use one for free for 20 minutes. I, you know, I, I wonder if... I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I wonder if one thing... The price of this... It's difficult to avoid. I mean, when you talk about this thing, there is a part of me that's that's like, even as I'm trying to completely bracket that, because it's not, I mean, I don't know, what did I pay for my 17-inch power book? Like, it was probably like that much. Right, but that but that wasn't a speculative purchase. You know what a laptop's used for. That's true. Absolutely true. I mean, same thing with a house or a car. You're like, oh, how much money did you pay for that car? It's like, yeah, but well, I know what a car me, there's is. Some people, what people say about this, though, there's, I mean, the, the one thing a lot a lot of people say, not just pundits, is like, that this is an incredibly novel example of something that's going to improve. This really does feel like the future. It's absolutely amazing to use. But, you know, if you wanted to genericize this, it, I think what a lot of people have said is, like, I, I couldn't find a place for this in, like, how I conduct my life. Like, I could, can't really use this for work. I, I can't watch a movie with my family. Whatever. Whatever your version of that is, I would put that personally based on not having used it yet as, like, I'm ready to be blown away by this. But like I say, I bet the second or third version is going to be. Yeah, really and you need, you need content for it too, whether that's apps or like oh, God, video content they, of the they, quality. They get over this whole like weird DRM thing. My God. But, but the, um, I, 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 I am going to do it. I'm, I'm very into it. I, there's a the fun part that's funny though, which is that, you know, Steve famously says, are you getting this? You know, it's a, it's a phone, it's an, a touch iPad, iPod, and it's a internet communicator all in one device. And I wonder if part of the thing, because you for thirty five hundred, this is why I come back to the money for thirty five hundred dollars. Oh boy! Not only should this thing be good, it should do a lot, right? That's you got to have Fs and Bs. There's got to be bullet points that you can say to people. You know, immersive move, immersive environments. Use your computer. D D Like you've got to have like five things, each of which are going to make people go zowie. And I wonder if, in certain ways, given what they have right now and what's great right now. And candidly, what it costs. I wonder if those five or six bullets end up biting them in the ass a little bit, because there's a couple things that people use this thing for that sound unimpeachably like like nothing you've seen before, and then a lot of stuff where you're like, yeah, I could see how that would work, but then you start thinking about it, and then you go, yeah, I like the way movies look, but. 
$3,500 to wear a batting helmet where I watch Mad Max by myself? I'm being cynical, but you see what I'm saying with this. But do you ever think about that, though? That, like, they obviously need to sell for that kind of money. They're not stupid. They need to be able to say, yeah, and it does this. Oh, yeah, and it works. It's for your work. You do. You can have your computer screens up there, and it's like a big stack of your windows. And well, that does not sound like a ton of fun, personally, but whatever. Well, not whatever, because maybe that's the problem. Is that, you know, oh, blah, blah, people are returning it. Like, whatever. That's fine. It's a lot of money. They ask for a lot of money for what this thing does. And it sounds like some of that stuff is just really not as done or, on the one hand, done, or on the other hand, as useful as the other things. It's, from what I can understand, watching movies and going to Mount Hood are S-level fun on this thing. Whereas trying to figure out how to make this work and walking into another room to see the poster you left there, like that's all cute parlor tricks, but someday that will mean a lot. But right now, it's a demo. Do you think that works against them? The fact that they put out all this stuff and... No, because they have big ambitions for it. I mean, like if you think about the original iPhone, the, the App Store didn't even exist. So what the hell am I going to use this phone for? Just the apps that come with it, you mean? Uh, and people did, but eventually the App Store came and you're like, there's a content problem with this, right? Uh, if If this thing did something better than uh, any uh, anything else, you could justify the price pretty easily. But the problem is it doesn't show movies better than anything else. My TV uh, shows better movies than the headset in many different ways. You really, so, huh, because I was ready for that to be the big banger for me is the resolution of watching right, just, a movie. No, because like the the color reproduction, the the, the yeah, resolution, you're, 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 like everything about black it on, as, yours. on my television is better. Before I even get to the point of like more than one person can do it, even just for a single viewing experience. There are advantages to the Vision Pro for TV over mine, but there are also advantages to my TV over the Vision Pro. So it's not a clear win there. The clear win is for stuff that my TV can't do, which is like I can show a different picture on each eye in the Vision Pro. But the problem is there's no content for that. So there's a content problem. If if there was tons of compelling content, this would be 3D content. This would be a it clear need, winner. It needs to become a new thing because, I mean... There's an old joke, I think, about how many of the developments in technology, particularly consumer technology, come out of porn and games. And we all laugh at that. I, right? don't, I don't think there's even porn for it yet. Well, okay, but what I'm trying to say is I know there is, quote unquote, VR porn. I know there are VR games. I don't think there's a VR enterprise office suite that I'm guessing that is widely used by people. So before we look down our nose at porn and games, understand that that has always driven some aspect of getting people interested in what this thing is even capable of doing. But the way you're describing it is like you've got those, the Alicia Keys videos or whatever. And then if you, you can watch Avatar or like whatever is available in right. 3D that you've bought. But and you Avatar can't, does, does but you can't watch YouTube. You can't watch YouTube or any other like VR Well, you things. can't, but that's, but that's like, if you're watching 2D video in there, you're going to be limited by the resolution. It's a 3D video where this thing really shines. And like it's the price again. So my television and my computer monitor that I'm looking at right now, both cost more than Vision Pro. My mm -hmm. my Pro Display XDR costs more than Vision Pro, and my television costs more than than uh, individually. They cost more. Why would I be willing to pay that much? My monitor doesn't do anything. It's just literally a monitor. It has no <laughs> computer inside it. You can't do it. just I, a monitor. I know, my television, I know you're just saying that and don't believe that. And I agree with you. It's it is more than just a monitor. Boy, it is it. Well, really it's a television same. Yeah, it's a smart TV, but it's just a television. I love set. my TV so much, John. Right. I I love my TV right. every single but, night. And but the thing is, Vision Pro 
is not a better computer monitor than my monitor, and it's yeah. not a better television than my television. What it is better at is the, is the neither one of those things can throw can show. Well, it's like 3D putting a video. baby into an ultimate fighting competition. Like as tough as that kid is, they're just not ready to go toe to toe with one yeah. of these tattoo and, guys. And so, 3D video is the place where this thing. And if this was, it's like thirty five hundred dollars for for the world's best 3D video viewer. Sure, sign me up. What do I get to watch with it? And the answer is a bunch of demos that you're gonna some of which you're gonna see in the, in the Apple free well, and demo. It, and we uh, like like. You never agree with me, which is fine. But I think the porn and games thing is true. Oh, a broader way to put that is when somebody develops an ability to do something with technology, I, I know there are exceptions to this. You might want to just write a graphing program. I've watched enough old, very old videos about computers to know like what goes into like the first vector graphics. And I, I, I could totally see that. I could see somebody at Park or wherever coming up with this crazy new system or that whatever, that greatest demo of all time. Let's put that in notes too. But but um, I don't think the first people want to make is, I was going to say spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are too sexy. I don't think the first thing somebody makes is a slide program. It's not a shared like Dropbox style folder. What people want is pictures of naked people and ways to shoot things. And that can, I'm, 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 I'm putting that in a silly way, but scratch. So then what does that mean? It means scratching your itch. Like why did, why did Unix get big and proliferate? Well, because there is an element of scratching your itch and doing your own thing and freeze and beer, freeze and speech, all of that stuff all together. The trouble is, as I understand what you guys talked about on ATP in particular is like, like you said, this content problem of like, well, okay, even if I never use this thing to make spreadsheets, even if I never, uh, like what are some of the other, what are the, uh, so you've got the watching movies, you've got, what are some of the other big features and bullets? Well, I mean, you can use it as an app platform to do computer stuff. You can use it as a monitor for your Mac. Uh, you can use it for those sort of immersive environment experiences where you just mainly it's like a big iPad place. in that sense, correct? Like you you click on things and do things, and there's a screen. Yeah, you you can use it to play VR games, of which there aren't too many of them for this particular platform. There's many more for the other platforms, and you can use it to watch 3D video. And 3D video can come from lots of places. And Apple is presume we all presume Apple's going to, you know, make 3D video out of their major league soccer stuff, maybe, you know, get some other sports on board. And when that stuff arrives, suddenly $3,500 for a Vision Pro starts making way more sense because it's like, well, the NBA is, is broadcasting yes. certain playoff games in 3D. And literally the only place you can watch them in 3D is the Vision Pro. And now suddenly your TV that costs more than the Vision Pro is a piece of garbage because you can't watch it at all in 3D on your television at all. You could only do it in the Vision Pro. And you're like, well, I'm super into the playoffs. And this is the playoffs as I've never seen them before. And I find it extremely compelling. But like no, no, matter, no matter how much your microwave looks like a fishbowl, you can't keep a fish in it. That's not what this is for. But the only reason I said that and going on about the features and bullets and the porn and the games is like, I mean, you ever notice in like a, a flashback where you want to show somebody, you see got something like a, um, like a moviola or a zoetrope. Or like when I was a little kid, there was a, a, this old, it was called Bellum's Cars and Music. And it was just this old Cars and Music Museum next to New College. And we'd go there. Uh, it was very silly. But they had those like, I want to say moviola. But you don't talk about the things that are almost like you put your eyes up into the thing and you put in a nickel and you watch the little thing flicker around. And it's basically like a flip book, except it's like a lady in a corset waving at you. Like that is in some ways a tech demo. Really? I mean, it's mm -hmm. just that at the time that tech demo was pretty wild. Now, are you going to go out and buy one of those machines just to be able to watch a lady with a cinched waist wave at you? Well, not yet. I'm going to need spreadsheets on there too, are probably what some people say. 
it's but you could if you could download unlimited videos of the of the lady waving at you. Like the problem is if you get it at home and it's just the lady waving at you, you get bored real so, quick. So but if you, it's you get so so let's say your friend it, it's this is an Apple product. Your friend has made a cool video in whatever that format is. They send that to you in messages. If you are in your Luke Skywalker helmet, you open messages, you double click on that, and does it it pops up in a window and you watch the 3D thing? I mean I suppose so. If there's no reason how do you, that how do you get 3D where, stuff apart from what's available? Yeah, I guess. I guess I was gonna say, where would you get the 3D stuff? You can take not so great 3D video. So with I'm saying your, your friend, your friend Pro. shot it with an iPhone 15 Pro. Yeah, yeah. No, you could view it on, on the thing. But the, the thing is, the iPhone 15 Pro is just like the crudest possible version of that, and it's of a course. thing that you can record right it's now. It's amazing but that it does, with those lenses, it's amazing that it works. I know you don't love the bump, but given yeah. the, the the how modest that bump is. To be able to produce 3D imagery, it's especially pretty... from two different cameras because you realize you it's using. The, John, have you caught the new thing? Like I knew that they changed it. Where now, if it if it is a portrait, and I, I don't care whether people like this or not, this blows my mind. If it's a portrait eligible picture, as in when you took it, it saw that there was a face. Well, time was you had to be in portrait mode to do that. Well, you've probably heard in 17 or whatever this is. It mm-hmm. will. You could make it into a portrait thing whether you took it as a portrait or not. So you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did you know that you can change the focal point? Yeah. Because it's just capturing depth How long depth has that data. existed? I mean, it's not really the focal point. It's just changing which well, part Well, I know, but it's blurs. changing the part that's, that's not fuzzy. Where, yeah, whatever changed, you call that. Where, where, when did that part. start? That's brand new, isn't it? I think so. Was it, I never it was, saw it till this week and it, last week. Sorry. I mean, next week. And, and did, it blew they, my mind. They did it with the. Remember when they did it last year with the cinema stuff, where you could change the focus of like. Yeah, while yeah, the c- cinematic video. mode same, for video. Same idea. Same idea. Though. Yeah, that's like, a good point. It recognizes yeah. two different faces in the picture, and it has the. It's depth one of those data things and, like most stickers, you know. where like I tried that thing once, but um, when you're talking to people, we should probably start wrapping soon. When you're when you're making this pitch to people about it's I, I, one thing I like about the way you're doing this is it's very similar to, for example, how you recommended the leftovers, which by the way, is not the holdovers, the way you recommend the leftovers to me, which is like, yeah, yeah check it out. Like low key. That's kind of how you're doing this. When you're making that pitch, not to me, but to our listeners and to the world at large, take a minute and think about what is a thing that you feel like is a reason they should do it? Because I think you'll be surprised there's an aspect of this that's different than you expected. Now, that could be something as straightforward as, oh my God, it really feels like I'm in Oregon. But I'm very interested in something, not metaphysical, but something deeper about this. Like, that's probably, I feel like, John, part of what makes this so ineffable, what makes this so difficult to describe, is it's one of those experience, not an ecstatic experience, but one of those experiences that by definition is difficult to explain. Is that part of the pitch? Is like you might feel something you've never felt before and you're going to do it in a mall. It's easy to explain intellectually, but this is one of those things that will have a uh, an outsized emotional impact because it is when it's new to you. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, presumably, we'll all be very jaded about this in five years and it'll be super boring, right? But this is not <laughs> that time. This, like, time. this will all seem like just hot garbage, right? Yeah, but this is the time when it is actually new to us, especially if you've never used a headset before. So I highly recommend people do it to get that. How often do you get that experience? You're not going to get that experience from the next iPhone. You're just not. You know what a phone is. You know what the deal is. Right? Like it's not. Because <laughs> you move your you stuff over. That, that you from make, the first you move your iPhone. stuff over. You take a bunch of pictures of your drink and then you go back to whatever your life was. Yeah, <laughs> I have like, so many pictures of a can of seltzer from the day I got an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might you might have had the experience with the very first iPhone, but not for the fifteenth one. Um, and so, yeah, go get that experience. And, you do and that. for you, you in don't particular, go out and try to take night photos and see if they're better. You don't do that. <laughs> 
I mean, a little bit, but that's not quite the same thing. Like the, the other thing that mm. I said is like uh, in the 3D video, you're like, oh, it feels like I'm in a room with this person. When you're doing that, think to yourself what it would be like if you saw a television drama, but viewed this way, because it it feels more like you're on stage during a play than it does that you're watching a television stream for the for the good 3D video. Wait, did you and, finish and the curse? Did you finish the curse? No, I didn't even start. I'm thinking curse. about like how you would watch a show like The Curse or like it just would be sh- up, way more upsetting than you think. That's what I'm saying. Well, and I'm not even saying like roller coaster rides and Hagrid's motorcycle. Yeah, just I'm being around with people talking. That's it. But like, like oh gosh, there's I've been watching so much very tense stuff. I watched I rewatched a, a couple of the middle episodes of Chernobyl recently, and I'm thinking about like you know, being there in the office with the outlaw and the guy who says, go ahead and do the test. And I'm just thinking about the tenseness of those shots and being in the room with that would be so intense. Is it because there's, there's a remove that you don't think about when you're looking at some, a 2D image on a screen. There's a remove that this headset removes, essentially. I understand. I understand. It, takes not... away, it takes away a layer of proscenium. You know, I was watching, I was watching, there's a, in London, the National Theater uh, put on Angels in America. And I was, I don't know, there's, I don't know if there's a name for this, but when I get a, piece of media sometimes i'll just pop it up to just make sure that it's okay and doesn't look purple and green and you know all the usual stuff and subtitles are okay and i was just thinking because I, I had recently rewatched the hbo series which i love and can you imagine like like you said i think you just said this but a theater production not cats but but you know but like just like an intimate like black box theater show in with experience this experience would be so upsetting but like imagine John Malkovich and Gary Sinise are like right next to you. Yeah, like you're not you're not in the front row. You're literally on the stage with them. Yeah, it is upsetting in a in a in a novel way, in a way that is novel to us now. I don't know what the right way to use this technology is going to be. People have to experiment. No, Same we thing don't have our games sports. in porn yet. That's what I'm I, what I'm failing yeah. to say is that nobody's played with this enough to have fun with it. And because of some of the dumb constraints in a variety of ways about this, that's not going to happen fast. Even with something as stupid as the Chumbi, God bless it. With the Chumbi, all you have to do is go make a flash app. And now you've go put you put a thing on a thing, right? Or like like there's just like there's all kinds of things on GitHub where it's just like, oh, somebody want to make this thing and they make it and you grab it. I got a feeling that's not going to be so easy or so fast with this thing for so many reasons. Why are they always going to have Max, at least for now? QED, every tech podcast for the last 15 years. Why are they always going to have Max? Because that's how you make apps. Unless until unless and until you find a way to make apps where you don't need a Mac, Macs are going to continue to be made and we hope they're pretty good, right? But that spirit of the making those kinds of things is because people have Macs. It's because people have Linux installed. It's because they have a Chumbi or a whatever. They can go and fiddle around and play with it. But if it's if if the price of getting into that is, I mean, I, I don't know if there's big discounts for developers, but that's a chunk of change for somebody who, who let's say made an iPad app and went and said, not today, Satan, I'm never doing that again. I just don't see people putting a ton of time, effort, resources, money, staff into this thing. You know, it's going to be like a last mover advantage in some ways. <laughs> so well, I mean, Apple always it's comes it's in chicken, to mop up. It's a chicken and egg problem now. And Apple is motivated to put money into it. So maybe Apple's to buy some rights to some sport franchise and start filming certain games. To get you know, people like, to consume it. Because if they consume it, they'll want to consume more. You need, yeah, you like need a, a um, oh, what would you call it? A tractor? What, are they, what do they call it? A tractor killer app? app? Tractor app, killer app. Tell, tell people what that means. 
uh, something that uh, for this uh, purpose alone makes you want to buy the thing. So VisiCalc for your you Apple II. Yeah, like, exactly. You watch somebody, you, Mitch Kapor demoed a, a spreadsheet to you. And which you, you had want, never seen before. Which you'd never seen before. And you're like, wait you're a like, minute. I don't care. What, what do I have to buy to I get I don't that? have to do green columnar paper anymore. I can have this and that. And then what, what do I do with it? Well, you can put it on this big disc and give it to your friend or you could send it to the printer. And like, and it just stays there forever. Like, yeah, all the things you typed in. Like, yeah, but like, what if I have to change a number? That's okay. You use these arrows. You go over to here. You change the number. But then watch this. I can say, take this and this and make it that. Like, think about the first time you ever saw a formula or like, you know, something like equals C2 plus D2. The first time you saw that. Like, talk about a tractor app. I mean, isn't that a pretty good example, though, of like that, that kind of app makes people like might make you, if not go all in on the platform, or at least go, hell yeah, we're buying a PC. Yeah, and I think the the game the the Apple's on a, like a multi year plan with Vision Pro, so don't expect like this is going to be the year, and then next year it's going to just be like the iPhone three G. No, just give and the, but give the, it some again time. The, the real the way the price gets in the way though is it's hard to just make it about fun, like you know like like I say yeah I, you can you can sell to rich people if you make it about fun, but uh, well, rich, but rich yeah. people aren't going to make cool games unless they're entrepreneurs. Yeah, and they're, I mean, rich people might get it for sports, but but you, like the play date, I, I waited until like they're widely available, and now they're widely available, and mine has shipped, and so I'm going to have a play date just because I love their stuff. It looks fun. I don't know how much I'll play with it, but it looks really fun, and it's the object really appeals to me. Sorry, that's like that's how I am. Um, but like this feels like slightly out of reach in a number of ways for most of us. If we're being honest, it's definitely at that squicky level of, for me, I mean, there's stuff, if I love it enough, well, look, look, what's a play date cost? What was it like? How much is the play date? $200. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's under 500. And I was like, sure. I get that. I've been, I've been meaning to get one anyway. I get an app that I love. And the second I see that it is well-made and doesn't have a thing asking to track me for ads, I look and I'm like, hell yeah, I'll buy a year right now. I'll do that kind of stuff. I mean, I know that makes me sound like I'm not good with money because the truth is I'm not good with money. 3,500 bucks, I'm going to be honest with you, 2,500 bucks would be a second air one for me. Not that I, I mean, I sound like I'm saying I can't afford that. It's just that there's a difference between I can't afford that and that's not in our budget. Or as they say on Veep, that's not our plan. We don't say no. We say that's not our plan. And and in that instance, like it's, I'm, I'm trying not to become that guy, but that's too much money for what this thing does right now in my life. And I bet I'm not the only one. And it's a bummer because there aren't going to be a lot of people who have neutral, mixed to bad feelings about Apple who are going to go and grab one of these and then make something great with it. It's it's got it's I got mean, a but, but weird that's okay. problem. That, that- that's okay. Apple's got to figure out how to use it. Uh, they can't even make that many this year. Like, do not think this is going to be on the next year. It's affordable to everybody plan. Think three year mm-hmm. timeline, five year timeline. And that's why I want you to try it now, because what I want you to do is say, this is a glimpse of, I think it'll make you think about the future more. I think it'll make you, it's not going to make you I buy really, one. I, I don't like thinking about you know? the future, so I would do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to make you think about possibilities okay. for the future. Let's go. Uh, and and, right and when I say the future, I don't mean next year. I don't mean later this year. I mean two years, three years, four years, five years. Like, because, you know, it, it's well, going to take I some mean, time. That, that, the, in the interesting future, and like, I, I don't know, this. I'm either probably completely stealing this from somebody else, or it is a very unoriginal thought of mine. It's probably both. <laughs> I've stolen an unoriginal thought, but one problem with futurism, one well, one of the easy problems to understand or to see, it's not an easy problem to solve, 
but an easy problem to see. Well, why don't we? Why are we never able to predict, you know, predict the future? Well, I don't know Lawrence curves. I don't know. But the one of the real reasons is like, how come they can never? Why is there no internet on spaceships? Forties through the eighties, by and large, it's kind of surprising that they can send out beep beep signals, but they can't just do Skype with somebody on a spaceship. Well, why? Because everything was all about televisions and the reception of stuff. You see this in 2001. You see this in like uh, Interstellar. You see this in all these movies where we've received this message from far away. But like, yeah, we can time travel, but we can't send a text message. Well, that's because that's what they knew at the time. And we always try to take what we know right now and make it bigger. We make it faster. What was the phrase I used five years ago? A second fax machine? Like a fax machine. Well, okay, so like my analogy for this that's probably very silly is that you can buy the nicest fax machine. This is the year of our Lord, 2024. I I could go and look right now. You could probably go to Office Max and you could get a really nice fax machine. In fact, I bet that you would go in there and say, well, actually, you know, now HP has a printer, scanner, fax, and postal meter. And it's $400, and all you have to do is buy their ink for the rest of your life. And you go, yeah, wow, that, that, that sounds really amazing. You could buy the greatest fax, you could buy the nicest fax machine that's ever been made. And it's going to still today, in the year of our Lord, 2024, going to be exactly as useful to you as every other fax machine, which makes it useful if you need to fax something. It makes it useful if you need to receive a fax. We don't send and receive faxes like we used to. So what's your solution? I want a really powerful, I'm going to buy a second fax machine. So now I'll have two of the nicest. That is, to some people's mind, that's how technology works. Because you've just made it more powerful because you, you, you put more RAM, sugar bites on the desktop. But then there's another kind of an adaptation that we have to do to go that as good as a fax machine is, that's as good as we need it to be. And then it becomes more like the kind of thing you buy like an iPhone cable. It's just that with this thing, it sounds like you have a very heavy focus on what you hope or expect Apple will do in the next year, year and a half. That seems like what you actually keep- kind of the opposite because this is kind of a second fax machine, which is like the idea of showing uh, a video picture to each one of your eyeballs is ancient, and many companies have been doing it for a long, long time. Do you have like a like, GAF, like one of those little like viewers where you click the thing and the th- the thing comes yeah, like, around? Zootrope is not what it is, but I was trying to remember the name of this on on ATP, like the the little the little like eighteen uh, hundred stereoscopic viewer thing where you put your eyes up. No, to I know a little... exactly what you mean. Yeah, but I was talking about like view. It's basically like what became the ViewMaster, like ViewMaster, the GAF yeah, ViewMaster, like, yeah. Yeah, but really old. Yeah, but anyway, it's such an old idea, and this is just like, well, but what if we just did that? But better. And yeah, we did, the, we did the table stakes, but we did those table stakes real well. Right. And you would think, okay, but that's just the two fax machines. That's dumb. That's not futuristic at all. And what I'm trying to express is that uh, kind of like the, uh, the, the sort of the step change of touchscreens before the iPhone and touchscreens after the iPhone. Like we've had touchscreens, we had stupid touchscreens. <laughs> those ATMs images for of ages. what phones look like in 2006 and what phones. Or just, just like touchscreen. In... Remember touchscreen ATMs? Where it was a CRT and you used the touchscreen at the yeah. ATM? Or in the, the 80s, like I say, right? like that Chumbi, where like that was what capacitive, but like well, those things where you actually really had to press and you had to make or, sure you or hit palm exactly with in the, the pressure middle. sensitive stylus, right? Touchscreens yeah. were not new, and that somehow the iPhone wanted to do. iPhone was two fax machines. It was like it's just a better touchscreen. Mm-hmm. That's like, not a metaphor, but I take what you mean. But that's yeah, that's not going to make a difference. Well, Vision Pro. I feel that like it's like that, where it's just like it's just like you know the valve index just like the meta quest they just use higher resolution screens for the eyeballs which which everyone will be available to everybody soon right but that 
does change things. And also, I think the way they recorded the video for their demos, uh, you know, is something that those other headsets were not really concentrating on. They were doing video games. They were, you know, Beat Saber, maybe a little bit of like, a, you know, teleconference stuff, like some 3D movies that we'd already seen on screens. Right. But this the, the other the the sort of 3D camera things that, that they do demos of feel like it is uh, feel, feels more different than you would think it would be because the idea is so obvious. The tech is so obvious. Other people have done it first. Yeah, but like Why it's, it to use it? a word that's overused, especially by me, it's a little taste of the sublime. You know, yeah. that that sense of like there is there's something beyond what I experience in my day to day with this. It's just that that's that's really difficult to put into bullets. And, and it, it is with. like Disney where your your description of it is intellectually understandable for anybody. But your subjective experience of Disney has that little extra something that can't be explained by saying like, you know, how does it feel to be on the Soren ride versus explaining to somebody you sit in a thing and there's a screen in front of you, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, because that's what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. A, but that's not what they print in the brochure, probably. But yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, and I no, feel, I feel a like picnic Dis- bench uh, over a Grand Canyon. Blah blah blah. blah. Soren. Yeah. So, so like, I, I feel like this is an experience people should have for free, and they should not buy one of these things because in five years or so, uh, it, if and when the chicken egg content thing works out, and even if it's not Apple does, it, even if Apple screws it up, somebody else is going to do this. And somehow this will be part of our grandchildren's future lives in some form. And you, we can get a preview of it today. And I think that's that, that's the pitch. Make yourself an appointment. I can get an appointment starting tomorrow at 1030. Um, but I'm looking at Thursday the 22nd. Should I go for morning? Go, go, or- go when other people are at work. <laughs> when normal people are at work. So yeah, exactly. like, maybe like 11. Yeah. yeah. And don't worry about the fit and all that crap. Like it's, Do I sound it's, worried? No, it's like, you're right that it's not going to be, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's not what you're there for. You're not buying one. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's got to tolerate it for 20 minutes. That's I it. can do that. You Hey, if you can do it, I can do it. Yeah. 